Peace, peace, family. Welcome to another episode of The Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Ireland, and I have my friend, my teammate, um, person that I've, that I've grown to know over the past couple months, Ahmed Hill. Um, I appreciate you taking out the time, bro. I know we've been trying to trying to set this up, and oh, we finally yeah. made it happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, I appreciate you for having me on the show, man. You know, great platform, and it's an honor, for sure. Thank you, man. Thank you. Um, yeah, so let's just jump right into it. Um, so you grew up in uh, Fort, Fort Valley, Georgia? Yeah, Fort Valley, Georgia. Small little country town in okay. Georgia. Uh, kind of like the middle of Georgia. Okay. Like down by Macon. So So not like, you know, people think of Georgia, they think of Atlanta, but like... Yeah, nah, our population, I think like, maybe like 8,000. Okay. okay. Maybe less, to be honest. I don't know. So what, what, type, what type of, what was, it, what was the culture like, you know, just growing up in that, in that immediate area? Uh, you know... Small, everybody outside, kids okay. outside. We playing, riding bikes, football, basketball, anything activity-wise, we outside with it. So that's kind of what it was growing up. Like, play basketball on the corner. You know, you okay. had your basketball goal on the corner. All the kids come down the street and hoop. Right. Um, just that type of vibe, just being outside, really. So you said, but you said it was it was the country. So like, and I, and I, so I grew up in, not grew up, but like, I was, uh, like three years throughout my childhood, I, went, I moved yeah. to Arkansas. Yeah. So like we was in the country, country, you know. So we was yeah. like digging, you know, in swamps, like you know, digging up tadpoles, frogs, all that stuff. So like, was it what was what was that like the country life like? I mean, it was kind of like the same, you know. Like we got some little swamps down there. Uh, I remember as a kid, I used to go like in the bushes, try to get like the little uh, berries, okay. like, pick the berries, eat them, like okay. all that. Now, nah, I would never do nothing like that now, but <laughs> back then, yeah, we used to do all that, man. Like right. outside, kids get dirty, you know what yeah. I'm saying? All that, just having fun, being kids, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's touch on, you know, obviously hoops, but like, well, who, was the, who was the first person to like, you know, place the ball in your hands or who gave you that initial inspiration to play? And, and then at what age? Um, I would say just growing up, like kids played, but I, I remember my pops giving me the ball when I was like five, mm. put the ball in my hand, and since then, you know, I just dribbled, fell in love with it, and my brother was much older, like six years older than me, so when him and his boys be playing, you know, I try to follow him around, try right. to play with them and things like that, and it just would be like a more of a challenge to me, like, Everybody played football where I was from, but basketball felt like more of a challenge. I always played with the bigger guys, so it just, everybody kept telling me I couldn't do this, I couldn't do that. So it just brought me more and more into love with the game every right. day, so. Right, right, I feel you. Um, so you said you, you played football as well? Yeah. Okay, it was more football, football down, down there? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Football powerhouse, high school, you know, okay. they win championships like every other year. Okay. When we were growing up, so it was just like, Everybody played, my, even my dad's side of the family, everybody was strong, everybody played. Um, my brother, my middle brother, Braxton, he was the only one to play basketball. So I kind of looked up to him a lot. So when he played basketball, I felt like, you know what I'm saying, that was kind of thing right. I wanted to do too. Hell yeah. Um, so what was like, you know, what was, what, was the, what was the competition like? Or like when did you realize like, or did you know anybody from other, like, you know, the next neighborhood over that was like your competition type of thing? Um, yeah, it was like a more of a city called Runner Robbins. That's where we would go to like, you know, Walmart or things like that. It's probably like a 20 minute drive. Okay. Um, but a lot of people down there played basketball. Um, in Macon, they played basketball. So um, 
when I was growing up, I just looked up to my older brother. Mm -hmm. uh, he was playing, he was a, a undersized post, but he was very skilled, okay. strong, and he was kind of like very popular. So okay. I kind of wanted to be just like him. He wore number 41 and I wore it up to I got in high school and I wanted to find my own identity. But growing up middle school, I was 41 trying to be just like him. Okay. <laughs> now what was, um, were there any, I know you said you, your brother, but like were there any, any other local players that, that you looked up to or kind of, um, you know, wanted to be like or mentored you in a sense, from afar at least? Uh, I would say in like eighth, seventh grade, eighth grade, I played with the Columbus Blazers out of Columbus. And they had guys like um, Catavius Caldwell Pope. They okay. had uh, Chris Walker, Brandon Green. Okay. Um, they had some other guys, uh, Nick Marshall. They was all like top 50 guys in class of they class so okay and they were um, older than you or yeah yeah older okay. than me so you know we was always been in the gym seeing them play as the younger guys uh wanted to play with them but mm -hmm. other than that um nah nobody from my city went basketball okay oh, so you was yeah. like the only one then. yeah there was some guys in front of me like my brother class that was really good and uh -huh. things like that but they didn't make it as far so okay now what were the uh now when did you start playing aau ball then I'll probably say around seventh, seventh grade, okay. sixth grade, summer, seventh grade. What what team? Uh, the Columbia, Columbia oh, Blazers. Okay. They picked me up, okay. so uh, it was like a probably like an hour drive from where I was from to there. So they'll just come pick me up, go there for the weekend, just okay. go hoop. And then you eventually played on uh, Southern Stampede. Yeah, so uh, I was with the Columbus Blazers. Um, I think they was going to see somebody on my team play. Uh, as the story is told, and then they had seen me, saw how my energy was, mm. uh, so they wanted me to come play for them for a weekend in Orlando. So the Columbus Blazers left. I stayed an extra week with them. Damn, Dolo. Dolo. I was with my my cousins. Okay, I lived okay. down there. My auntie and my cousin from my dad's side lived down there. Okay, bad. so I just stayed with them for a week, waited till the other team got down, played with them, and from then on, you know, built a relationship with the guys from Augusta. Hmm. Oh man, that's where the AU team was like stationed. Yeah, okay. little guys from Augusta. We had dudes all around Georgia, so everybody on the weekend would just meet up in Augusta. We'll practice, play, things like that. Okay. Now, who is like you know? Once you got to that you know that circuit level, that you know just high level AU, who was you know who would you say was like your toughest matchup, or like the the best guy you played against, or you know something like that? Like some guys. Uh, <laughs> I'd probably say um, just guys in my position that I wanted to, you know, showcase my talents against. Uh, Bible class 2014, so I remember back then it was top guards were like Devin Booker, mm -hmm. uh, Rashard Vaughn. Like Kelly, Oubre. Okay, alright. It was like some, some guards, it was mm -hmm. some very talented guards. Uh, Jay Sean, so it was just, you know, every day trying to go out there and showcase your talents against them because, you know, people are already watching them. And me, I was an underdog anyway, so I just wanted to kind of put my name on notice right. just from playing against them guys. Now, uh, but then but then you still played for your high school. Was it Aquinas? Aquinas, yeah. Aquinas. I had, when I moved to Augusta, I okay. had, uh, went to Aquinas High School. Okay, that was like, you know, was the level of, of, of talent or just competition different from like your high school and then playing AAU? 
Uh, yeah, most definitely. AAU on the EYBS circuit, you know, you're playing against guys every day. Yeah. That's, you know, top 10, top 20. And then when I got to Aquinas, it was more so me academically. Like, we would play some guys, like, uh, every now and then. Not, like, crazy competition, but we would play some guys. Like, we played Kobe, um, Malik Beasley, like, all okay. those kind of guys. But uh, other than that, it was just me basically, like, getting my education, making sure I could qualify for college. Okay. So... So what I really went over there for. So okay, so is this the different school that you went to? Because where'd you score three thousand points at? Uh, so it was from that school, and oh, it was, it was from Peach County and okay. yeah, Aquinas. So Damn, it was three. like my freshman year. I think I averaged like like twenty two, twenty three. Okay. And then sophomore year was that's like crazy, bro. Twenty five, <laughs> twenty six. Then junior year was like twenty eight. Something like that had a, some, I think, high score, like 49, one game. Mm. And then senior year was kind of like the same, so. Okay. Now, was there uh, was there any other D1 guys that was on your team? Uh, at yeah. Either, at either, either school? Yeah. Uh, we had some yeah. D1 guys. Uh, shout out to Santonio Brinson. He just finished playing in March Madness. He was oh, a word. younger guy that came, yeah. What, what team? Um... Or what team was he at in March Madness? Or uh, Texas, Texas something. Okay. I don't want to get it wrong, but or, he played in March Madness. Uh, yeah, we had a couple of guys. Shout, shout out to my point guard, Meat. Uh, Where he at now? He he had gotten a situation. Okay, so, yeah, but he was definitely D one talent for sure. I mean, sure. I mean, I think that's that's another topic, man. Like, there was so many dudes like just growing up in my hometown of Waterbury, like. So many dudes like in sixth, seventh grade, eighth, ninth grade that was like by far better than me, but just like, you know, circumstances getting caught up in the streets. It's just, you know. Unfortunate. Yeah, it's sure. just unfortunate because it's like dudes had so much talent. Dudes was just like ahead of their time, kind of like. Yeah. Dudes would have bounce in like eighth, ninth grade. Like, it was crazy. It was crazy. I know. I, I feel you on that. And the crazy thing about him, he was like five, six, five, mm. seven. Mm. Like cold. All right. Cold. Cold. Yeah, I feel, you. I feel you. Yeah, be like that, man. Uh, so did you did you uh, did you get a state chip, state title? Nah, man, I lost in the final four to Kobe, though. Oh, damn. <laughs> what? So what? You only went to the? I went to the. So uh, my sophomore year, freshman year, I went to like the first round. Okay. We lost in the first round. Um, just sophomore year, we went to the second round. Third year, Final Four, mm. and then uh, my last year was the Elite Eight. We had lost to uh, one of my brodies. We called him Turtle Jackson. Uh, he had played at Georgia. I don't know where he at right now. He should be definitely making some money, though, somewhere. Mm. He was good. So Man, those, like, taking L's when you were that young, it, like, oh, man. it hurt. Like, <laughs> in high school, like, taking them L's was, like, Devastating. Then reading the newspaper, the whole city talking about it. Man, because you know you you had to go all in. Yeah. Like you was going crazy for trying to get that W, doing anything you could. And it's crazy, man. Like now that I think about it, like it was just a different like mindset playing in high school. Like it just felt more, I don't know, more free, more fun, just more like yeah. more natural. Um, you know, and then that you get to, of course, you. AU gets political, college super political. Then obviously as a pro, it's just business. Yeah. So like, so what do you, you know, like, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Like, um, 
you know, just how, how the difference from each level you get is like, I don't want to say more stressful, but it's like, you know, more stuff that comes with it off the court. Yeah, no, nah, it's definitely, I would say you hit it right on. Like high school is just all fun. You know, you kind of building yourself, right. building your confidence. Then when you get to college, it's like, you got to understand the business of it. Like you're still having fun, but it's getting more and more business the more long you play in college. Yeah. And then like once you get, say you want it done or you do your four years and time for you to be on your own, you gotta just know everything just business. Like yeah. no matter you can be the best player in the room or not, like if somebody have more networks or connections right. than you, then you know what I'm saying, that's just how chips fall. But just gotta yeah. keep striving though for sure. Now, um now what was the what was the recruiting process like for you? Like when did you when did you receive your, your first offer? I received my first offer, I think, like ninth grade from mm -hmm. Mercer. Mercer, okay. Yeah, because I was right in their backyard, so I'm okay. pretty sure they, like, yeah, you know, pulled up to the game. Yeah. Okay. Because, like, in middle school, I was already, like, I think seventh grade, I got my first dunk in the game, and then eighth grade, I was probably averaging, averaging like, two dunks in the game with, like, 20 plus 30 points. Like, I was killing. Like, I ain't even gonna cap. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> so, like, and then I was playing, eighth grade, I was playing JV, and I was averaging. Probably like right at 20. Mm. And then, like, I was just always playing. And then when I got to ninth grade, it just, I felt like I was already on that level. So my confidence was through the roof. And I just was out there having fun, like we just talked about. Right. Now, so, like, so, like, you know, because for me, I didn't have, I didn't have many offers. Like, I had you know, great issues, but like, yeah. In Connecticut, like, we get overlooked because it's like Boston's right there. Yeah. New York City's right there. Now, now it's a little better, um, you know, like recruiters come and recruit, you know, the local cities and stuff. But uh, so like, you know, once you start, like, what was the offer? Because I know like how often, like sometimes offers work like, okay, say UConn offers you. Then it's yeah. like, okay, since UConn offered you, then the rest of the Big East will offer you. Yeah, or, you know yeah, what I mean? Or yeah. at least the Big East back then, that's what it was called. Yeah. Um, so like, what was like your biggest offer? And then like, were you like, damn, like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm here now? Or what was it like? I think it was just how, exact what you just mentioned. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was UConn. Okay. Uh, that was your first like high major offer. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. yeah, like one of the first. I had Georgia and like things like that, but UConn, I think, definitely like got the ball more rolling just from everybody because I had a great tournament. I think it was Boo Williams, if I'm not mistaken, mm. against Mac Irvin. Mm. Um, and then from they just called you or, or what? Yeah, they would call like uh, like one of my mentors I had at okay. the time, uh, Matt Scott, and from there on, just kept getting them. All the all the schools just kept calling. Like, dang, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Man, no, nah, because I like like I said, for me, I didn't. So I I, uh, I had like local schools, uh, local like low major D ones around like in Connecticut. Yeah. But then like I went to prep school and I was playing on like of course I, I was on the circuit. Adidas circuit, but then I went to prep school and we was playing against like really high level competition. Um, and then I did really well throughout the whole year. I got like all NEPSAC first team and, and all that. So my boys, they talking about that. NEPSAC game. Yeah, NEPSAC boy, crazy, bro. Well, Bisabidi. I don't know if you know him. He's from where, Boston. Where he, go? What, uh, what, he went to play that tech. What prep school did he go to? Do you know? Uh, no, nah, I don't know what okay. prep school. Because I mean, like prep school, it's the. The competition is like it's just crazy. Like 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 we lost the championship game to Will Barton. 
Okay, okay. So it's like dudes yeah, like, and yeah, they, their squad was was yeah, Kansas, yeah. Kentucky, like it was crazy. Um, so it took me like after, and I already committed to LMU before the uh, before my season started. Cause I'm like, man, I'm gonna just go here mid major. Gonzaga's in their conference, BYU, St. Mary's, and I'm gonna just, and it's on the West Coast, so it'll be different for me. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, it was. I didn't I didn't really get that exposure. But um, so then like, what was did you uh, when did when did Marquette like initially offer you and how did that like relationship with Buzz how how was it different than any other coach? Uh, I think my Marquette offer came in Orlando. We had played in Orlando, and uh, he had hit my mentor up, and then from there on he would just come visit, and then I remember one time. I was already, you know, rocking with him because when he came there, it was just kind of like different. Like he pulled up, and like my house was like literally like right across the street from like a little church. Mm -hmm. I had like a little pond with like a donkey or pony right here. No cap. <laughs> Damn. Okay. <laughs> no cap. I ain't have that dog to do in front of me at that. So then, like right here was like a little, like a little shed church. Uh -huh. um, and my mom and I used to go to, I used to go to it sometimes. She used to go to it all the time. Mm -hmm. And um, he pulled up and like first thing he said, he saw like people over there doing like uh, night school, I think or something like that. He was like, you wanna go to church? I told my mom, my mom was like, you wanna go to church? <laughs> right, right, right. Like she was, so then they kicked it off or whatever. And right. um, from then on, like one time he came down and he just went and saw her, he didn't even see me. Mm. He pulled up to school, was like, what's up, Ned? Like dipped out, went and had lunch with her, saw oh, her, talked to her. That's I was like, yeah, that's different. So yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just kind of like a different atmosphere. Like he actually care about, you know what I'm saying? Me and my mom, right. like how we doing? And right. just not like I'm just another player to school. So right. that's what kind of stood out for me. Nah, it's similar to my story, man. I went out to, uh, so I took a few visits. I, I went to Rutgers, I went to St. Bonaventure. Uh, Providence and St. John's, but my mom that my mom went with me out to LA, and that was the only visit yeah. she came with me. Yeah. So then, like it just it, like as, after listening, listening to hear your story, um, it just goes to show like how much how important like you know having your mother is throughout that process and her decision of like giving it the final okay. Yeah. Because you know I mean? like yeah. for me, like once my mom, she was like, once my mom felt really comfortable, it's like oh, okay, like I'm, I'm gonna go here. That same. And what, like, you went way West Coast too, though. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So I'm how, coming from Connecticut all the way yeah. to LA. And so how you deal with that? Because I was about to go to Marquette. Marquette was 16 hours from where I stayed at. Okay. So then it didn't like happen. So I went to Tech, which only was six hours. Right. And I was like, six hours seems far, you know what I'm saying? When they got to come there, drive there. Yeah. But like, what if I was 16 hours? Like, right. that'd be insane. Like, nah, it was tough, but like, I needed that. Like, I needed, like, that growth, you know what I'm saying, yeah, just okay. to be a, be on my own. I'm yeah. an introvert anyway, but like, like looking back, I know like I made the right decision yeah. and I needed that at the time. Um, and it was just like, you know, being in LA, man, like I got off the plane, I'm wearing shorts every day, I see palm yeah, trees, like the ocean's right there. <laughs> Good so vibe. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I've never seen this in my life. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, we go in, in, in the Northeast, you got four seasons, but like in LA, it's it's sunny yeah. all year round. So it was like I'm like, yeah, I gotta come here. This is the yeah. spot. Um, so what what other did you other did you take any any other visits or? No, I took the Marquette one. Um, he had me and a couple of guys there. 
Um, and he brought me in first and was like, you know what I'm saying? I want you to sign, um, but I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't gonna sign these other guys, whoever wanna come. So I don't wanna put no pressure on you. Cause I was telling him, I was just like, I'll come, just let me, you know, take my other visits. Like, let me yeah, know what yeah. like, nah, I, I, I ain't having it. Right, right, right. So that was my first visit and I was like, all right, like, it yeah. is what it is. Damn. Nah, that's what happened to me, man. I went to, I went to St. John's and then St. Bonaventure, which, and they, they was in the A-10, but they had a great year. And uh, so after they offered me, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna just take my last visit. I'm gonna go out to LA, just, you know, take my last visit, enjoy it. And they was like, no, we want you to, we want you to commit right now. And we know, because they knew if I went yeah, out there and rap, and that's what happened. But Buzz knew too. He knew if I took that visit to Kansas. Oh yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> um, so what? What? Uh, what camps were you invited to in, in high school? Uh, I went to the Top 100 camp. Okay. Uh, I went to the LeBron camp. I went to the KD camp, and I think I did another camp. Uh, I did another camp somewhere. But yeah, that was kind of like the main three. Mm. That I did. It was definitely fun. Definitely different for right. sure. Um, now that now, okay, so like, okay, you commit to v, to Marquette, yeah. but then what was the process like of, or no, you said, but like Buzz Williams left. And so then, he left. So I had to do this whole like uh, I forgot what you call it, but like basically like decommitment uh -huh. process. I had signed and everything. Okay. I was signed just like you. I wanted to play my last year free. Okay. And I was yeah. worrying and stress about it. Right. So I had signed like my 11th grade summer. And so going to 12th grade, I just was free. And then uh -huh. he said he was leaving. Called me actually on my birthday. I was okay. like, um, I was about to get ready to go to prom. He was like, I want to let you know I'm leaving Marquette. Before it gets out, I want you to first know, I want you to come um, to tech with me. And he was like, I understand you at prom right now. It's your birthday. I want you to think about it. So oh I'm my like, God. All right. So I'm at prom, like I'm Damn. getting dressed for prom. Like, hey. <laughs> like, <laughs> You can't even turn up, really. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know what to do no more. <laughs> it was 12th grade, bro. Like, everybody had committed to a bunch of schools already. Like, a whole bunch of guards in my class. So I'm just like, dang. Like, to a lot of schools that I wanted to go to, I already had. So I'm mm -hmm. like, dang. So I'm like, man. And then my mom came to me and she was like, I know you're stressed or whatever. It was like a couple of days later. And she was like, I know you're stressed. Uh, but... You know, I feel comfortable with Buzz. Like, mm -hmm. no matter what you want to do, like, I'll be with you. Right. But I, I, I feel personally more comfortable with Buzz right. teaching you life more than just basketball. So I was like, yeah, you're right. Like, so. Right. So how? him back. I was like, yo, I'm coming. Okay. So me, so then, like, you didn't take up to take a visit. You just. Yeah, I was like, no, nah, I don't even need a visit. I'll okay. pull up. Okay. So just let me know when I need to be there. Okay. Okay. Um. Now, so, okay, so like, you know, that that's a lot, like, that's tough, that's tough to go through. But like, yeah. so what would you, you know, what, what's some advice you would give like a, a young Hooper, four-star, five-star, you know, on, on making their decision? Of, and, you know, also like, I think it's important to like, to choose, you know, to, to choose the right school. Like, yeah. a lot of kids are like infatuated with like, you know, going to the biggest school. Um, but I feel like, and you may understand now, but like, at least for me, um, you know, I realized like a lot of dudes that I played with in the NEPSAC or on the AU circuit, like a lot of them went higher than me. 
mm-hmm. you know, as far as they went high major. Um, but then, you know, they didn't really get to showcase their talents because yeah. it's like everybody else is really, really fucking good, yeah. you know, on the team. Thanks. So, um, so like, what's what's some advice you would you would say on to a young dude that's choosing a school to go to? Uh, I just say choose a school that fits you, you know, to your playing style, to what you want to do with your life, yeah. um, academically wise. And I would say it's not all about you know high majors. It's not all about the coaching, not all about the colors, not, you know what I'm saying? It's about your situation, what will help you grow as a man, as a academic student, and then obviously as a basketball player, that's your main reason why you're going. Right. So, uh, and whatever can put money in your pockets at the end of the day, you're right. playing the game to you know, build your future. You want to do this with your life, you want to get paid for it, it's a job. So, you got to make a job decision, I would right. say. Like, I went because I was searching for more of a, a father figure in my life, right. and I needed somebody to teach me, help teach me how to become a man the right way. Yeah. So I think that's what I personally wanted, and I felt like he understood my background, and I felt like he was going to help me become not only the basketball player, but the man I wanted to be to yeah. my daughters and things like that. So that's what I feel like uh, a dude should do in his situation. Yeah. Just you know, take your time. And choose the right school because a lot of kids like that, like now, is definitely like transferring. Like right, right. once they get to a school, they don't like it. They transfer within a year. Yeah. So it's like, you know, what I'm saying you gotta pick your school and rock with it. I understand things happen, but then if you got that coach who's gonna always look out for you, he's gonna always sit you down and keep it real with you right, right, and let right. you know instead of just letting you leave right. and do whatever. So and that's important, man. Like you know, searching for that mentor, that father figure, yeah. just because like, like even with my coach, like I still talk to him to this day. You know, he'll yeah. call me, text me, everybody on my co- on the coaching staff there that recruited me. Yeah. And so it's, it's more of like, instead of like, you know, just going to play for a coach, you have to like really, you know, hopefully, you know, he's able to be in your life and stay in your life. Yeah. You know? So um, I think that's a, it's an important decision, but it's, it's so crazy that like, you know, we 17, 18, sometimes 19 years old, having to make that big of a decision. Yeah, it's a big decision. A you lot know? of people don't think it's that big, but it's big. Like, And it shapes you. Yeah, just this summer, you know what I'm saying, I had just had my second daughter, and Buzz was like, man, come out here. I want to see y'all. Like, right. bring her out here. Come on. Right, love. We got the game against football game. Bring her out here. I want to see y'all. We can work out. All that. I got a place for you. That's Good. Love. That's real. Yeah, my, uh, my, uh, my head coach... He's old, bro. He's like pushing 80, maybe like 78, 79. But like, like four years ago, he's from Maine. So to drive from Maine to Connecticut is maybe eight, eight nine hours. Yeah. So when I have my camps during the summer, you know, I invited him to come, you know, just come speak to the kids. Like, yeah. you know, give him like the reality of it from, yeah. from a head coach. Um, and he came, bro. Like he came, showed love, like. You know, and of course he didn't want me to pay for his his stay or gas or anything. Yeah. But it, and he drove, so it was like you know it, that was important for me just to realize like know that I mean that much to yeah. him. Yeah, you know what and I mean. He made the right decision in the long run. Yeah, for sure. He'll still contact my mom. He'll ask about my brothers, my sisters, everything. So it's it's definitely man. It's that's huge yeah. in, in making your decision for Thanks. sure. I know you um, you just touched on your your having your second daughter, but. Mm-hmm. What was, um, or when did you have your first daughter? Um, I had her February the 18th of 20, 
2018. 2018? Yeah. So that was, what, what year, where were you at at the time? No, I'm tripping. Yeah, how you in high school? Yeah, you younger. Okay. Yeah, 2015. 2015. So, um, so you in high school, man, like, what was that? Like, if, you know, what you know, what like when you got the news, like what, like were you devastated? Were you like super excited? Or and then like, how I was that, scared. I ain't gonna catch for sure, for sure, <laughs> definitely, definitely. So like, was it was it overwhelming for you, or like were you able to focus on hoops, or like what was it like? Like, so I had, uh, I was getting ready to go off to college, um, and when I got to college, you know what I'm saying, I had. Uh, some academic issues, I had to go back home and take a class. So the whole summer, you know, people got there early summer and just working out, training. So I had to go back and do a whole class online, like do that. Back at the crib. Back at the crib. Damn. So now everybody like, I thought you were supposed to be going to college, right, you back right. at the crib. So I gotta <laughs> deal with that. Right. And I'm like, oh man. So then I gotta focus on, yo, mid, you gotta do something, you better have a, a daughter. So right. I'm like Dang, so now I'm just like whirlwind on what to do. I ain't mm. working out like I mm. should. Mm -hmm. So then I end up getting the class done, going back to school time, like it starts. And then by then everybody done got their summer workout in. Mm -hmm. They, you know what I'm saying, freshmen get ready to play. They different, I'll come in like just right. normal. Like I done lost the whole summer and I'm like, dang. So that was it was stressful. I ain't gonna lie, it was stressful, but it became a blessing for sure. Yeah. Now, who, who, you know, who helped? Like, you know, who did you vent to, or who helped you throughout that process? Like, you know, your mom, or like, did but like, what did, what did, what was like, like, what was your, what was your mom's advice, and then what was like, your like Buzz's advice? Um, my mom, she was mad at first. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She was mad. Being a single mom, she kind of knew. Uh, so she was mad, but I think she was happy as well because I think she had three boys. So, you know what I'm saying? Having a girl was kind of different. Okay. So I feel like she was happy, but she was mad at uh -huh. me. She just didn't want to show it. Uh -huh. um, and Buzz just was telling me, you know, to just focus on now. Like, just make sure you take care of now and everything else will fall into place. Right. Yeah, it's a big deal, but it's life, you know? Right. So he was helping me more so become a man about it instead of just kind of freaking out about it. So yeah, man, I couldn't even imagine, bro, because I know I've, <laughs> I, you know, my I've had a few scares in high school and like I don't even know, like, cause and and that's you know that's like the stereotypical thing. What happens is like, you know, you like high school star has yeah. a, has, a, has a baby and then it's just it's a wrap kind yeah. of. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're at the crib for the rest of your life. Thanks. So it's like. Man, I, oh my God, I couldn't even. That, so that's what I was like scared about. I was like, man, it, it can't be me, right. not me. Right. I got to get through this. Nah, sure. but you persevered. <laughs> that's dope, man. That's good. Um, so what was what was like the transition from you know going from high school high school to college? Uh, <clears throat> it was big. You know, Buzz was he a workaholic, so mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying we was practicing crazy. Um, his camps was crazy. And it just was different, you know, a lot faster. Um, had to be a lot stronger. So it just come from like me just thinking I knew how to work out in high school. Like, I work hard, like don't get me wrong. Like, I work out all the time, like do the most in the workouts. I go run hills with weight vests on, strength shoes, like run mile in strength shoes. I do all of that in high school. Um, but 
colleges are different. Like everybody's kind of bigger, you know what I'm saying, fast. Had guys who already played in college. Mm -hmm. So it was just different. Uh, and Buzz, he'll let you know, you know what I'm saying, yell at you, right. get all in your face. Right. I headbutt all that. Right, so, right, yeah, right. That's big. No, that, that, uh, that brings back memories, man, because it's like in high school, like, we don't know what we're doing. We just want to work. We're just trying to yeah, work hard. Yeah. Like, because nobody's telling you, okay, this is what you got to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, even for me, it was like, I'm lifting weights, stuff I shouldn't be doing, stuff that doesn't translate. But it's like, I'm going to do it because that's all, what else. I don't know anything else. Yeah. But then, like, when I, once I got to college, it's like, okay, this is how you work. This is how you get better. This is how you work yeah. on your mid range jumper. You know what I mean? And one of my college coaches, he was, uh, so he's a player development. Well, he was player development in the NBA for a while, but now he's just strictly DeMar DeRozan and Damian Lillard's trainer. Mm -hmm. um, and he was one of the main guys who recruited me, but he was like the main one who also like kept it real with me. Like as a freshman, like if you if I'm playing like shit, he gonna tell me I'm playing yeah. like shit. You know, so like I needed that, man. And I, and I value his opinion because I know he was around hella pros. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I just want to touch on academically a little bit. Did you know what you, because uh, I know it's hard as hell, like, coming in, you know, every every other regular student knows what they want to, yeah. knows what they're there for. Fact. But, like, other athletes, is like, man, like, I'm here to hoop, so, like, but I don't know what I want to major in. So, Fact. like, what, what did you have any interest in when you first came to school? Um, yeah, when I, when I first got there, um, in high school, I was drawing a lot. I used to draw. Uh -huh. um, and one of my close boys, uh, Justin Bibbs, he, he actually out here in Poland, too, playing. Um, and... He was like one of my best boys, and he drew. So when I got there, you know, you saying you get a little minute to figure out what you want to yeah, do. You, you can, can take, take some classes, yeah. yeah. So he was taking an art class. Mm. I was like, man, you know, that'd be cool. Like his schedule was love, kind of, but he was just like, bro, it's like hard. It's not like art, like how you think it is. Like they make you do stuff, and I was just more of a freelance drawer. Like, I just like to draw. And his, I think he said like one of his classes was like four hours long. He yeah. would be late to practice. Mm. So I was just like, nah, like, and he was like, nah, I can't even do it no more, bro. And he like loved to draw, like mm. he fire. So I was thinking about that. So then I was like, man, what else? So I'm from the country, you know what I'm saying? My <laughs> vocabulary a little messed up a little bit. So right. you know what I'm saying? Um, I want to learn how to, you know, enhance my speech and all that. So I was like, man, I should get, should get into like, uh, communication like broadcasting mm -hmm. so then um got into that and then learning how to you know write papers and things like that so okay kind of felt that was very helpful for me right definitely now um so what was like so what was the toughest thing to adjust to as as a student athlete um was it like the, the time like because i know like because like we said regular students they just have to worry about class but we got yeah. weights we got Conditioning, we got practice. Yeah, you know, and film. Def definitely could buzz like to have practice in the morning. So mm -hmm. we would have practice in the morning, and then go shower, go straight to class. Yeah, and I think that was kind of tough, just being focused enough to go in there. Because once you finish your practice, you're like, man, I just want to lay down. Like, yeah. I'm tired. You right. just almost died in there, right. and then now you want me to go in class and focus for a whole yeah. hour? Like, come on, bro. Right. I can't do it. So yeah. I think that was the hardest thing for sure. Nah, I feel you. Cause like for me, um, like once I, like I was going to class all freshman year, but then like 
you know, I missed one, and I'm like, okay, like, nobody Nothing said happened. that. Nothing happened, yeah. I'm like, wait, hold on. Did I miss it. another one? And that happened. So I'm like, oh, man. And then, I just, and then I just start missing a lot of classes. And then they start clocking me, man. My, my head coach would be at, like, waiting at the class for me to check in and then check out. Yeah. And I'm just like, damn, but that time management is tough, man. It's tough. Definitely, definitely. For sure. Um, so what was, like, you know, being at a high major, man, like, how was the, what was the adjustment like, you know, basketball-wise? And like, what was your ex expectation as a freshman coming in? Um, I would say my expectations was just come in and play. You know what I'm saying? I was highly recruited, mm -hmm. um, Did new to school. you feel any pressure at the time to like uh, come in and produce immediately or, or? Yeah, because when Buzz got there, a lot of people had left. Like okay. they either left or, you know what I'm saying, it didn't work out with this situation. So it was like, we had, like a couple of old guys and then like a lot of new guys. So just like, you know, what we gonna do? I think the years before that, they had won like two ACC games. Mm. So just like the atmosphere there was not basketball at all. It was all football. You know, mm. football was big at that time at Virginia Tech. So um, I think it was like top 10, top 15. Okay. So that was like crazy. Um, so then when we got there, it was like, Maybe a thousand, two thousand people in the stands. Just damn, damn. nothing really. So right. then, you know, just got there and it just like let's build something. That mm -hmm. was our whole thing. Was like, you know, it's not gonna happen overnight. We ain't gonna win the first game, and a lot of people be there. You know, it's gonna take time to build up, and that's exactly what we did. Um, mm -hmm. Turned it to kind of a basketball school, definitely when we was there. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's still now. I think now, you know, they just. Finishing March Madness, they won the ACC um, yeah, that tournament. Big. That was crazy. Yeah. Uh, shout out to them. So I think like definitely put it on a, a right track. And right. It feels good. Like people still mentioning us to this day. Like right. thank thank y'all for all y'all did. Like y'all, yeah. you know what I'm saying, laid the foundation. Yeah, yeah. And then now I just got to keep going. So and I think they're in good hands. They got a great coach right now. So. Okay. Definitely gonna be a, a good atmosphere. I need to go back to a game for sure. Yeah, <laughs> um, and you, so you started mostly every game as a freshman, huh? Uh, most of them, yeah. Okay. Most now, so them. what was it like? You know, of course, I want to hear about like the first time when you played at Duke. Oh uh, yeah. So like, was it like what was that? What was that like? What the, uh, the atmosphere? You know, actually, did you get an offer from them or no? Nah, I didn't okay. get one from Duke. Okay. So like, what was that? What was that atmosphere like? Uh, it was crazy, because um, actually one of my teammates, Grayson Allen, at the, he was with uh, us on the Stampede for a little minute. Okay. So he had got the Duke offer when he was with us. And so when Wait, he, he... Oh, he was on AAU with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Bad, bad, bad. So, um, you know, just going over there and playing. And when we actually played at Duke, I wasn't even... It was my sophomore year. Our okay. freshman year, they came to us. And that's when they was loaded. I think they might have won a ship that year. They had... Uh, Who they had? Okafor... Quinn Cook. Okay. Uh, okay. Winslow. Oh, yeah, damn. Yeah, it was loaded that year. And okay. actually, I think we might have went in overtime or something like that. I just watched a clip from that um, that game. It had popped up on my uh, phone okay. not too long ago. I, solid game. I think I had like 12. <laughs> <laughs> like 12. But now nah, it was good, though, for sure. Um, when we played there, I ain't played. I had, had hurt my knee. Okay. So I was. Definitely watching though it was crazy. Yeah, because the gym ain't even that big. How nah. many how many people it hold? You think? 
Maybe ten. like 10. 10. But everybody like right here on top of you. Right. And when I did play there like my junior year, it was crazy. I know, like it was crazy. Loud. Right. Definitely loud, for sure. Um, so after your freshman year, you averaged almost almost 10 a game. Um, did you feel like, you know, at the end of the year, did you feel like, okay, like, again, you laid down the foundation for yourself to, like, mm -hmm. then keep improving? Yeah, for sure. Um, after that year, I think, like, halfway through that year or right at the end, um, I had linked up with one of our coaches. He was an uh, NBA, uh, like, personnel guy with Chris Paul and named Devin Johnson. I still talk to him to this day, like, mostly every day. And um, I locked in the gym with him, just, like, recreated my whole game. Uh, I can not like I wasn't really a shooter like that. I could shoot, but it was more like streaky, like you know what I'm saying. But with him, like kind of laid down everything and reconstructed my whole game. And ever since then, like worked out every day, two times a day. Right. Like no matter what, I'm testing like, yo, I ain't got class today. Like let's get in the gym. He's like, alright, I come downstairs. Like blah blah, work out, right. all that. So when I go to Texas and them, like that's when I'm with. Like, if he ever in Georgia, like, we're working out wherever we at. Like, we can get a workout in, we're working out for sure. Okay. Like, that's not like my dude. Or, like a big brother for sure. Okay. Um, so what, that that summer after your freshman year, you had mm -hmm. what, a knee injury or, or what? Yeah, I had uh, tore my patella, okay. like, 75%. Okay. I, had, I was born with, like, some, like, soccer condition, like, where the bone kind of grows into your tendon and over mm -hmm. time from all the running and lifting and all mm -hmm. that it kind of like cut into it so so it was like oh it was like was it an, like an in, like an initial injury or was like it yeah. was painful wear and tear type of thing oh so it was kind of like at first you know i just thought i had like the jumper's knee sore so i kept working out or whatever and then we had played practice or whatever i went baseline went up for a dunk and my knee kind of like popped, but it felt good. I thought, okay, this is what I've been needing like, right here. Like, I just needed a little pop. So I was right, like, right. all right. So we kept playing, kept doing my thing, knee feeling amazing. So Buzz, I want to introduce y'all to somebody. So we sit there, listen to him talk for like 10 minutes. Like, all right, break up. Y'all about to go play pickup now. So we're like, all right, bet. Try to move. I can't even move my knee, my leg. I'm like, oh, knee swollen. Mm. He's like, what's wrong? He's just like, I don't know. They was like, you want to try to play pickup? And I was like, yeah, I'll try. Ran up one time down, uh, it's a wrap. Right. Go in there. All right, next day, go get an x-ray. Patella tendon, I was sick. I was Damn. sick. Because that was like one of my biggest fears, like having a knee injury. I was right. like, bro, I can't do that. Like, I'd rather get shot in the leg or something before right, I do right. that. And I was like, <laughs> not knowing that's probably like crazier or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah, I'm just nice. thinking though, like, <laughs> Like no knees, no yeah, sir. Sure. So for when sure. that happened, I was sick, bro. So what was that? What was that like? Uh, how long was the recovery process for that? Because you you didn't you didn't play your whole your whole. I didn't summer, play, right? but I could have came back. Uh, so it happened. I would say summer, right before, probably like a week or two before everybody went home, uh, and I was ready again. By I was ready to play. I would say I could play but not be fully me by December, January the 1st. Mm -hmm. So I think that half a year, and I just recovering like every day. That summer I woke up at, I woke up, that summer I woke up at 6 a.m. Everybody left, bro, I'm the only one on campus. 6 a.m. every morning, and shout out, rehab, and shout out to Damn. my boy Ernest, uh, Eugene, he with Orlando right now, Magic, uh, they trainer, but 
woke up at 6 a.m. and I'm mad at him, bro. I'm like, why I gotta wake up at 6? Like, right, ain't right. nobody here. Like, I could come in here at 12. Like, <laughs> I can't walk in there like they got to pick me up, bring me food. I'm just laying in the bed all day, bro, in the summer. I'm like, bro, like, what's going on? So then, like, me and him was like rehabbing so much, bro. Like, me and him had to stop. I was like, I can't work with you. And he like, I can't work with you. So I had, they had to bring in another trainer. Why, y'all was just so aggravated? Yeah, I was mad at him and he was mad at me. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but I couldn't have been mad, you know what I'm saying? He had his family and that's what he wanted to do most of it. You know, okay, they right, right, his right. kids. But I'm just like, bro, like, I got to get up at six, bro. Come all right, on, bro. All right, all right. Because he wanted to get it out the way. Yeah, right? he wanted to get out of the way and maybe get another one in later. And I'm yeah. just like, bro, I could come at 12 and then again at 6. He's like, man, I want to be with my family. But I'm like, I understand that. <laughs> but, like, right. it's summertime, man. Damn. So, like, you know, okay, going through that, you know, just going through that injury, that rehab process, like, um, what kind of, like, different perspective or, like, did, did you gain, you know, for, for the game of basketball or, like, you know, how did your how did your mindset shift just from like having that experience? Oh yeah, it taught me a lot. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, it just is more so slow down the game because I just got to watch it like all day. Like mm -hmm. sit there when they practice, when they play, and I just watch the game like from different perspectives. And then the injury just kind of showed me, you know, how easily it can be taken away from you. And then how to just be grateful for, you know what I'm saying, being healthy, playing the game. Because mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that have an injury and then they're never the same. They right. can never play again, like things like that. So it just definitely brought the more mature aspect out of it. And being with Buzz, um, it was definitely good because he understood and knew me. So it was just like when the knee injury happened and say I couldn't say I was ready by December, I feel like, you know what I'm saying, if I tell a coach who want to just, you know what I'm saying, be the basketball player, me to be the basketball player, he was like, all right, you can come play because mm -hmm. you can help the team a lot, you know right. what I'm saying? But he was like, nah, I'm not going to play you. Mm -hmm. like, I know you want to play, but nah, right. I'm not going to play you. Right. Even though, you know what I'm saying, we might not be doing good or we can use you, like, I'm not going to play you. I'm not going to risk that. So you're going to take this whole year off and come back next year ready beyond ready and I was like and I took that as like you know what I'm saying that's what I came here for right, you know right, what I'm saying right. for you doing stuff like that for me even though I, I'm a kid I want to play you know right. what I'm saying but that would have took a year off already of my right. eligibility right, right. and for that, what yeah. to not even be the same and I think that's the biggest piece and he probably understood that better yeah. than you of course it was like you know you're going to come back halfway through the year be like 65-75% yeah. and then you're and then you lose that whole year, yeah. you know what I'm saying, or you don't get that year back. Um, so okay, so after you know, after you rehab the whole that whole season, um, train that whole summer. What was like? What was your expectations coming into that? Technically, what was it? Red yeah. shirt sophomore. Like, yeah, red shirt sophomore. sophomore year? To just put all their work on notice, and we scrimmed at South Carolina every year, um, and that was like, I think when we scrimmaged them. It was, I don't want to say, I think I had like 20-something. Mm, like high 20s, yeah. Okay. Just like, and it was just like, we were playing like different scenarios and everything, but like for zone. me not to play, yeah, for okay. me not to play in a whole year, like that was kind of big for me because I took it, you know what I'm saying, 
Like as MJ would say, I took it personal. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> to come back. Yeah, right, To right. come back and show everybody. I was working with Dev all summer. Uh-huh. He was the assistant coach. So it was just like, man, when you come in here, you like, you know what I'm saying? Just show everybody we've been working on. Hey, bro, I ain't gonna lie. Like Dev had a couple of, you know, people that would work out with him. I was like his main guy. But after that, and when I came back and hoop, everybody was like, all right, Dev, we need to get in the gym. Word. And then I not Dev like I hit Dale like, yo, let's work out. He's like, man, I can't. I got to buy a blah at this time. I was Damn. like, all right, what about this time? I wish college want to work out with me at this time. I was like, oh, bro, like, yeah. y'all think y'all get a slip dude like that, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel you. I feel you. So then, like, um, like how, how was that year for, for you and then for the, for the team? Uh, it was good because I think when everybody came back, that was our third year being together. So it was just like, okay. you no, know, it's a different mentality. Uh, and we started winning. We had a couple of older guys who had red-shirted um, freshmen who had done played two seasons, had two seasons on their belts. So it was just like we was ready now. Like we was ready to win. I think that year we went to the uh, NIT. Okay. No, went to the went to the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Word. Yeah. Who'd you guys? Or how did you guys make it past like? We went to. We lost in the first round. To. Alabama. Okay. Colin Sexton. Oh, damn. No, no, no. No. We lost to Nebraska. Okay. Uh, they had... The dude we just played? Palmer? Uh, or no, I think yeah. Wisconsin. Or here, where do you go? Wisconsin or Nebraska? One of them schools. No, we, we lost to Wisconsin. My fault. Okay. He went to Nebraska, but yeah, we lost to Wisconsin. Okay. That's when they had... I forgot bro name. He was good. Naja. Naja. Naja, I don't know. Naja, I don't know. He was good though. He was like a four, three, four. He was good. Okay. He was like one of the considered to be a player of the year candidate. Okay. For okay. college, but yeah, he was good. Now was that? No, was that around the around the same time where like, you know, you guys were getting more buzz. You know, Virginia Tech was changing. Like, oh yeah, because that was our first time going to the tournament in years. Okay. So it was just like you know, what I'm saying we kind of. I think that year we won like maybe like 10 ACC games. So mm-hmm. we were going from first year we won two again. Then the second year we went to the NIT, I was hurt. And then the third year, 10 wins, going to the NCAA tournament. Then back again to the NCAA tournament, and then back again. So it was just like. Damn. Yeah. Now, um, question. I heard. Now, did you know, did you know Alan Chaney? Alan Chen. Alan Chen, he went to VTech. Mike was telling me you know Okay. Him. Yeah. He went to V he he had like the uh, a heart issue. Uh-huh. Um he went to Florida, he started at Florida, um, transferred to VTech and then had like the heart issue. I heard his name, yeah, for sure. Okay, okay. I don't know him personally, but I did I have heard of him. Okay. For sure. Okay, but um Okay, so going into your so red redshirt junior is is when uh-huh. is when um so what, what did you guys do that year? We lost to Alabama. Okay, okay. College okay. We lost to them in the first round. Okay. So we bounced in the first round both times. Okay, damn. So yeah, it was like, ah, we getting here, but you know right. what I'm saying? We gotta do some, so. Okay. Now where would you, where would you spend like most of your summers, like back, back, back at school training or, or back at the crib? Yeah, so I would probably do a week week and a half back at the crib and then the rest I'm going back to tech I'm training 
Like and bus. Summer school. Yeah, so yeah. Do I go ahead and do summer school, train, you know. We'll probably get like two weeks off. So like when I told you I was injured, I think we had like two and a half weeks mm-hmm. off that time. And I was waking up 6 a.m. for two and a half weeks. It felt like the whole summer, though, to be honest. Because right. I was just there by myself, like nobody in Blacksburg. Damn. Okay. But yeah, now probably how, like a week and a half. Now, how did you um, how did you prepare going into the, your last season at VTech? Or like, you know, like what was your what was your mindset during that off season? Oh, man, it was crazy because I had already graduated. So okay, okay, it was nice. like, you graduated, all you got one more year to do. Is you just gonna take some bullshit classes, or are you gonna you know work for something? So I was like, I get a master's, one year program, that, master's. That's fire. So I was like, man. basically, what comes with that? He was like, basically, you can do like the whole thing online. You probably have like one class you gotta go to a week. So I was like, all right, bet. So then all I thought about was, oh, you get to work out. Right. So we'll go have a practice. Everybody go get shower. I'm uh, chilling. Let me get another workout in right quick, Dale. Um, right. Go to the crib. Say we ain't got practice. We got practice in the evening. I wake up early in the morning, get a workout in, go to the crib, come back, get shots up, go to the crib, practice. Yeah. So it's just like, man, like you just work this whole year, like work out and do whatever you can. Because, you know what I'm saying, obviously everybody want to play at the highest level. We got Scouts coming in every day, seeing right. different personnel we had on our team, and so I wasn't. They were coming to practice a lot, and obviously yeah, like practice. Yeah, so like scouts, agents, so it was just like you know, just work for something. Don't really focus on it. It happens, it happens, but all the work will pay off. So I just was trying to put the work in. Mm-hmm. So now what? Now what? Like what type of what type of feedback were you getting from you know NBA personnel or from your trainer? Like you know at the time, like to make that next jump to the, to the NBA? Uh, just be consistent. Like, we would talk about it all the time. We would look at numbers, we would watch film. Uh, I wasn't really on anybody's radar um, until kind of like halfway throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just kind of turned up my game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we played Purdue, uh, Carson Edwards, them in a, uh, in a Charleston Classic. And I had a phenomenal game. And from then on, like, you know what I'm saying, I got a little buzz. Telling me, uh, telling me some agents wanted to contact me, blah mm-hmm. blah. So I probably knew I wasn't gonna get drafted. Now you know that when I was playing, I was playing to for that. But right. at the end of the year, I kind of knew it. So I was like, you know, what I'm saying, I'm just gonna outwork anybody I get in the workout with. I just right. that's my thing. Like go to a workout and just prove yourself. So okay. now, what was like, you know, that last year? What was your who was your who was your toughest matchup to guard? Would you say? Or maybe the toughest assignment that the team had in general. My last year, the toughest matchup. Uh, the Duke boys always was. Mm-hmm. You know they had R.J. Zion, Cam. That was good. Uh, who was you? Who was you matched up with? On that. R.J. R.J. Or Zion. Okay. Zion. Yeah. You had a car, Zion. Yeah, a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, a couple of times. Yeah. Um, what? Uh, so, what was your what was your most memorable game at VTech? Would you say? Other than the Duke game, uh, I would probably say 
I would probably say that March, that March run, or the ACC against uh, Florida State. But that March run for the March Madness was crazy because okay. we won two games out on the West Coast in Cali. And it just, the vibe out there was crazy. Yeah. So it was just like love. And then when we came back in Maryland and DC and we played, dude, it was crazy too there. So the whole, I said that whole March was nah, crazy. That's, that's dope, man. Now talk about like, Talk about the process of like, because you know, only a select few people know about getting number one, getting selected to the tournament, then like playing in the tournament. Like, talk about the travel. Like, I know ain't nobody doing schoolwork during that time, you know, so like, you know what I mean? So, like, what, what is it? What is it? God, I've never been to any tournament. So, like, yeah. what was that like? You know, what was the lifestyle like at that, you know, those, that March run? Or? So, like, you know, you'll have your love. Uh, watch party in the gym. Okay. Students going crazy, okay. you know what I'm saying? You get your introductions and with all that. So um, that's just always a vibe. And then when you fly, you know what I'm saying? You fly in them big boy planes, yeah. dolo, you know what I'm saying? You get fed, nice hotels, fans, all in your hotel. That's cool, bro, to right. be honest. Ain't yeah. no schoolwork being done. Uh, we had some academic meetings, yeah. Like people okay. had to do some schoolwork, but now, like, too crazy. Right, like, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Your teacher might let you slide depending on what you're doing. Sure. Or she'll let you make it up for later. So For sure. Um, okay, so I know y'all had like a really good, like you said, a really good tournament run your yeah. last year. Um, what, team, what teams did you beat? And then who eventually did you lose to? We beat uh, St. Louis. That was a good team. That's tough, yeah. So yeah, that was, was tough. That was tough that year. Uh, Beat them. I think they would beat Radford. Okay. No, not Radford. Uh, Liberty. Okay. Liberty was good. Um, and then we beat. So what? We what lost is, to Duke. What is it like? Like, because obviously VTech high major, Liberty is like low major. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, and you can't underestimate anybody because it's one yeah. game. In one game, you're in a tournament. Yeah. So like, of course, like if you guys scrimmage them in the preseason or like you guys played in a regular season, you probably smack. And them. we did scrimmage them. That okay. was crazy. Okay. We did. We scrimmaged them. Uh, so what's the, we what's played the, them earlier in the year, like okay. one of the first games. So what's the difference of like? Oh uh, yeah, I had a lot. Like, like, me personally, I felt like I had a lot of pressure. Okay. I felt like as a team, we knew it was a lot of pressure because we knew they was a good team. But it was like, all right, this is the second round. Like, you know what I'm saying? We just watched them upset somebody. Okay. So it's like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We ain't trying to get upset. So right. it's like, we got to come out and play. Yeah. And then, like, the first half, it was close. Close uh -huh. game. I think we was up by two or down by two or something like that. I don't know. It was crazy, though. And it was <laughs> like, bro, I remember my boy Devin, mentor, coming up to me like, we need energy. We need, that. We need you to have some energy. And... I used to always have energy, but it was kind of a different energy that he was talking about. It was like, uh, it was the kind of energy I picked up in the ACC tournament where it was like, I'm yelling, I'm talking shit, like just making noise, like right. like pumping everybody up, like cussing at everybody, like yelling at the crowd type of thing. It's not like energy, like clapping, like, you know what I'm saying? Like okay. high-fiving, it was like, like a dog energy. Okay, so it okay. was like, I was like, okay, like, I can do that. Right. And then, but not knowing that that energy brings the best out of me. Mm, mm, so okay. like when I did that, I not only like helped them, I turned up as well. So whenever I turn up and they seeing that, they like, all right, we just got the energy in the second half. Like 
It was crazy. Right. Okay. And now that makes sense because you be tapping into that now. Yeah. So sometimes I tap into it now. Yeah. I need to get into it more, but I don't know. Like when we played Duke, I had like crazy energy. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? I was doing my thing in the game, killing it. And then the layup, when I missed the layup, it was like. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait. You got to like... talk us through. We can't go right to the layup. You got to talk us through like the game. Like... Oh, all right. So I say Liberty game, like it was like just crazy. Uh-huh. I was killing the energy, so. So then you match up against Duke, and it's so like. match up with Duke, and it was like, he don't even need to tell me. I was like, all right, the energy. But did you guys beat them in the, in the we year? We beat them at the crib. Okay, you yeah. beat, so you guys split. Yeah. Okay. No, we played them once. Beat oh, you played them once? Okay, bad. So we, okay, I think right. we played them like three weeks before that. Okay, Beat them won. at the crib, yeah. So it was like, oh, all right. Okay. So we was like, all right, bet. So like, let's play. So I was like, the energy crazy. Uh-huh. Cause I think Michigan, crazy. yeah, Michigan State had just played somebody big, and we was in DC Arena, sold out. I'm like, man, this is stupid. Like all fans there, cause we ride the street. Uh-huh. You know, Duke fans travel everywhere, so like a section, green section, maroon section, Duke section, and then another section, cause everybody want to see. You know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying Duke play, everybody want to see Zion, so nobody ain't leaving. So oh, it yeah, sold out. That's true, damn. So, bro, came out killing. Uh huh. Like turn. Energy going crazy. I'm yelling like, and the game back and forth is a close game. Yeah, close game. Okay, close game. I don't remember. I don't remember. I just seen yeah. the play. Yeah, no, nah, close game, killing. And then I think the second half, they, I think we was up actually. Second half, they kind of got back in the game, made a whole bunch of plays, got some whole bunch of stops. So they, you know, what I'm saying the game in reach though the whole time, like mm-hmm. it's back and forth game. And I don't know. We drop a play. Jamie drop a play, and we ran the play. You guys down one or up one? We down two. We down two. Okay, bet. So we like, all right. How much time? Because you guys baseline like out of bounds. Point. Like, oh, point something. I felt like oh one point something. It was it was short. Okay. It was real short. Okay. It was real. Yeah, it was like point, maybe like point six, something like that. Point yeah. eight. I don't know. It was real short though. Um. We had went for it. We shot a three before that. Didn't get it. Got a rebound. Something happened. Shot another one. Missed. Out on them. So it was under the baseline. We ran this play multiple times, bro. Like, and I done scored on it multiple times. I even dunked a couple mm-hmm. of times. So I'm just like, all right. So, Wait, so there was a timeout. They drew up the play, and y'all like, okay, bet. we already know it. Like okay, we know yeah, this play. Yeah. Like they ain't. They gonna be sleep on it. But we ran it all the time. Okay. Like literally, it's just like. They split, something happened, I'm under the goal, I run out like I'm about to go baseline, I just curl the big, uh, go up for the lob. Right. They ran it multiple times, bro. So I'm like, all right, all right this going to be light. Right. So uh it's about to be for game too, or overtime. Overtime, we're gonna force overtime. We're gonna play it from there. Ran the play, boom. I done split. And right before that, he had them block some shit stupid. Then they called goal 10. Yeah, okay. block some shit stupid. And I'm like, all right, so if I, and I'm just thinking in my head, like, if I get it, I'm going to have to lay it quick. I'm going to have to be like, get it out of my hands quick because I don't want to catch it. Right. And like, just hold it in the air for a long time because you got a quick jump. You're going to block yeah. it. So I'm like, all right, so get it, hit it quick. So boom, snap it, boom, go running. <laughs> I done curled him. I see he done got and caught up. He guarding up. you. Yeah. Okay. I see he got caught up, so I'm like, oh, it's there. Right. Ball come. I'm like, oh. 
I'm a little late on it. I could have jumped off one, I would have caught it and been right there, but I jumped off two, so it slowed me down a little bit. I had to catch it. And I ain't want to catch it and try to just right. lay like that. Right. So I just tried to tip it, literally tip it in. And it was like, my momentum was going this way. So if I had to tip, I would have to tip it more back. Okay. But I just tipped it straight. So it just hit off that side backboard, uh-huh. came off. And I'm like, ah. Oh. Right. So then. So I, I, watched think, I watched that play. I know you sure you watched it a bunch I was times. sick. I but was I watched sick. it at least 10 times. Yeah, I was sick. And I'm like, damn. I was sick. <laughs> I was so sick. And I just, I think that from there on, like, I play with the energy, like you said. Like, I tap into it sometimes. But I think most of the time, because ever since then, that play, like, you know what I'm saying, you're going to have your fans and everybody commenting. Mm-hmm. And I ain't shy away from it. I read all of them. Like, they're popping up to my phone crazy, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, going crazy. I'm like, so it's like, don't you get for being arrogant? So I was thinking, like, is my energy arrogant or is it energy? Mm. So then I just start thinking about like the things I do. Mm. Is it like is it more like arrogancy, and that's the reason why like you know what I'm saying that happened? Cause that was mm. the, probably the easiest leg I done ever had, and I ain't never treated nothing like that before. So right. I'm just like, dang. So that's why I kind of play with that energy, but it's kind of like not as to the extent as it was. Mm. So yeah. So then. From there on, like, uh, I kind of kept it, kind of played, went to Portsmouth, kind of so had the same you, energy. Did you, um, now, like, that, that's, I feel like that's, that's very important, man, what you said, because it's like, you know, like, okay, something, at the end of the day, it's hoops, so it's yeah. like, of course, and we love the game, so, like, it's, it means a lot to us, but, like, it's, it's going to teach us lessons, you know, I feel like the game of basketball teaches life lessons. Yeah, facts. Um, but like, you know, you really, you know, and every, you know, I've been through it too, but like, you really don't want like one moment, like taking away like your, you know, like you said, like that, that, that energy that, that got you to where you yeah. are now, you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. and like you said, you didn't shy away from it, but like, did you allow that one play to like, you know, like dictate your, dictate your career or like follow you in a sense? You know what I'm saying? Because it's yeah. like, okay, like, even what you said with, with an injury, somebody can never be the same. But, like, that yeah. that's like a, a, a mental block in a, yeah, in, in yeah. a sense. You know right. what I'm saying? So, like, did you do you still carry that with you? Or, like, how did you, like, ultimately grow from that, that, that situation? Because uh, that's tough, bro. It like, was tough. Like, how old are you at the time? Uh, 22, maybe. And, like, for the most part, a lot of 22-year-olds don't go 22. through adversity like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's essentially, like, in our world, your our whole world crumbling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like every like our whole city behind us, whole Virginia Tech is behind you. Like you got everything on your back, and it's just like a simple layer. But it's like it's not that simple. Like you know what I'm saying? Like in the grand scheme of things, like for me, it's not that simple. So like that's just a lot. That's a lot of weight to carry. Yeah. You know what nah, I'm saying? It was As a 22 year old. It was heavy. You know what I'm saying? To then like upset or not even upset people, but just disappoint people in their point of view but like in your point of view you're already a success you know what i'm saying so like that's what i'm just trying i don't even know what a question to ask you but like that's what i'm that's what i'm thinking about man is like how did like like how did you bounce back and like like did you allow it to like fuck with you in a sense Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying or do you still allow it to fuck with you in a sense uh you know what I'm saying? Because I know I carry shit like i miss free throws this year so now sometimes i'll be going to the free throw line and it's like fuck like I let my team down once already. I ain't trying to do it again. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? 
Uh, so I'm just trying to get your experience <laughs> so I can learn better. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Now I would say when it happened, you know, it was super heavy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like the locker room didn't even know what to say. Like my boys, like locker room cried while I'm in the shower crying. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Shit. Cause I'm sick. Like right. I even let that happen. Like, you know what I'm saying? Cause the energy I gave to the game is like, you did everything you could. Right. And like, you know what I'm saying? If, if you go to a game and you don't feel like, you, you know, you gave your 100% all, then, you know what I'm saying, it's like, all right, like, it's cool. Like, you know what I'm saying, I'm, I'm about to get to go try to play professional. I don't give a fuck. Uh -huh, uh -huh. But me, I'm like, bro, I just gave, like, literally all the energy I had into this game. Like, I ain't got nothing left. And right. for that to happen, I'm like, fuck, bro. So come out, we just prayed. Buzz prayed over all the seniors, dapped up. So I'm just like, fuck. And... It did hold a little weight on me for a little second, but then um, I never forget we was in Brooklyn. I was playing summer league, mm -hmm. and from there on, I'm trying to get it. You know, it's kind of going out my mind. I'm like, whatever it happened, it happened. Um, dudes to still talk about it or whatever. Like, if I be on team, like, did you miss that layup? Right, like, right, right. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, like blah blah. So summer league happened. Ball go out of bound, bounds um, under the baseline. And we in practice. Flashbacks? Flashback. He was like, Coach brought us in. Right, right, right. And like, I'm doing good in some league. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing my thing. So Coach was like, um, he was like, you ain't going to run away from it. Oh, shit, really? That's the first thing he said. And I'm like, damn. And I was like, hey, I already kind of. Coach, really? Um, or. I kind of knew him because I was there for the summer, but not really. Like, you know what I'm saying? We ain't never talk about it. Okay, None of us okay, never okay. talked about it. Like, I think when I had my interview in Portsmouth, some of the guys, like, some of the NBA scouts, like, asked me, like, you know what I'm saying? What happened on the play? Like, all of that. But other than that, like, I ain't really talk about it. So, Damn. So he was like, you ain't going to run away from it. Wow. You're going to run on the same side. Wow. So I'm wow. like, so I ain't going to lie. Practice, I'm nervous. Right. Because I'm like, that's, that shit scared the fuck out of me. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, all right, we about to run it. Like, you got it, man. I just kind of like prepped myself up for it, ran it, and it wasn't in the lob this time. He bounced it, and I was going for the lob, but caught it as I was going, and still like kind of like finished it through mm -hmm. like big. So I'm like, and then like, I ain't gonna lie, like he everybody he dabbed me, he stopped praying, like dabbed, like yeah, and yeah. I was like, yeah, like <laughs> that's what I needed. Yeah, that's what I needed. So. <laughs> So then on, like, you know, I play, but, you know, I still think about it whenever March Madness or something happened or, mm -hmm. like, something happened with, like, Hokies, like, it'll happen. But, like, I think I was the other day, they was talking about uh, how the Hokies went to the dance and they lost in the first round. And then there was, like, you know, fans are going to say whatever they want to on, you know, social media or whatever. But it was, like, um, he said, it's, like, it's embarrassing or something like that. They're, like, how is going to the dance ever been Facts. embarrassing like you Facts. know how hard that is one dude was like but missing a wide open layup is like blah blah so oh, just like ah, like you know what I'm, saying? I'm probably gonna be in there forever but right. it's whatever i grown from it uh you know i don't shy away from it i know it happened right uh if it would have been a different outcome you know what i'm saying life would have probably been different who even knows it probably right. been the same so right. you know i can't dwell on it it's the past Nah, that's huge man i feel like you know like you know, when, even when, like, say you're 40, 50 years old, you're going to look back on it and be like, I, how much you've grown from yeah, that yeah. situation. Or nah, how much you yeah. needed it. Yeah, You know what definitely. I'm saying? Because there's going to be shit that happened in life that's like, 
life shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not life or death, but like real, maybe real consequences or real adversity. Like this is just a game we talking about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's gonna prepare you for it. Yeah, I definitely grown from it. Definitely grown from it a lot, honestly. Um Man, yeah, that's powerful, bro. But uh so, okay, so post college, what was it? What was you know, what was your process like, you know, signing with an agent? Um, so uh, my agent now currently Steve. Uh, Steve was coming to a lot of games. Him and Buzz had like this connection. You know, what I'm saying he had some of Buzz old players in the past um, that he was representing for the NBA and uh, things like that. So he would always come around, and you know, we had a a, a sophomore on our team that was um, in the first round, oh, okay. Nikhil. So you know, a lot of people okay, would come that, see that, him yeah. and things like that. So. Uh, Steve was coming to see him a lot, and as Steve kept coming, you know, say so I just kept getting bigger and bigger, you know, throughout the uh, college year mm -hmm. of how I was playing, you know, things like that, showing I can, you know, play. So, uh, end up catching his eye, mm. uh, and he really liked me. So I had to, between him and another agent that me and my mentor Deb sat down and you know discuss with and talk with. So. It was pretty good. I took Steve, felt more comfortable. He was comfortable with Buzz them, so you know what I'm saying. Um, he kind of been around a lot, so I, you know, I I feel more comfortable with guys who you know done been there, you know, seen me. Even though he wasn't, I wasn't his first on the radar, but he seen how I worked, seen what I needed to do, mm -hmm. and he seen me grow. So it was just like, you know, what I'm saying you become here for four years, and you kind of know what I need. And I feel like you can help me. So, uh, mm -hmm. and then you know you also got a great relationship with my mentors. So, right. you know, what I'm saying, hey, nothing bad gonna come out of that situation. Cause right. I feel like you know, what I'm saying, you gonna always have that relationship with them. So, it's gonna look out for me. And again, man, like another very tough decision. Yeah, very tough decision. Like yeah. another great like, cause this like an agent is like essentially can project your career. Yeah, you know what I mean, like. And I've been through, I've been through already maybe four agents, maybe, no, yeah, four agents. And it's like, the first dude I went with, I went with because like, he was going to provide me like, you know, like, pretty much he would pay for like my rent at the time through those three, four months. Yeah. He would pay for my rent, the car I needed, any travel, travel, food, because I'm not making any money. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So like, and that's the support I needed, but like. He didn't end up being a good like agent for me. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like, it's just it's just tricky, man. Like that that agent process is hard because like at the end of the day they're they're lawyers. Yeah. So like they know how to speak. They yeah. know what a 21, 20, 22 year old kid wants to hear. Yeah. Um. So it's it's tough, man. Yeah. Um. But where did you where did you train mostly at for like your your pre draft? Uh. So I was at Tech Training and then okay. uh, my agent from Steve from uh, Maryland. So he uh. Brought me out there. Uh, I trained with one of his guys. Uh, was there anybody else training with you, or just nah, just, just me? You. So oh, I went dope. there. I played. I trained at Maryland for a little minute, like at the gym. Then I played pickup with some of them guys. Uh -huh. And then other than that, just me and him in the gym. And I ain't gonna lie, man, he had some, he had some shit. Right. AJ know him. Uh, that was one of AJ boys. So okay. uh, yeah, man. Definitely. He definitely right. got me right. I ain't gonna lie, I used to dread like going to work like, damn, bro, he about to kill me. But in the end, it was fire, though, because I left from Maryland and um, 
We had Portsmouth. Okay, so you got invited to Portsmouth. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I drove from Maryland to Portsmouth like okay. a day before, working out. Drove there, and end up, you know, helping my career. I right. think so. To be honest, like, I went in there and played, bro. I think the first game, like maybe like 20, 20 some off the dribbles, shot was falling midi, all that. So yeah. it was just in a bad. And then after that, it's just like my career was. Kind of good. I'm kind of helping myself in the right direction. Right. That's what it was. Now, so, um, so you had a good port, you know, good good session at Portsmouth. And I trained um, with Buzz them too. Okay. I had went to, uh, you know, I had left and went to Tesla and them, so I was out there at first, okay. training with them. And Portsmouth, because I, I, I went to Portsmouth as well, but like, just just for the people that don't that may not know, Portsmouth is like a invite only. Is it top what? It's for seniors, right? Only yeah, seniors. Only seniors. Top only like seniors what? In the maybe. How many people get invited? I forget. Not maybe like. Maybe not even like a lot to be honest. Because there's only maybe like six teams, eight teams maybe. Yeah, I think it was like six, six teams. Yeah, six teams. Probably like maybe a hundred if that. Right. Yeah. Not even maybe. Not even. I don't even think so. Um, so then, so you had a few meetings at Portsmouth with NBA personnel. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. then, or like, what workouts did you have? With uh, NBA teams, I think I had. I ended up having like fourteen workouts. Damn. Yeah. Okay. There was like some of back to back, different cities, West Coast, East Coast. But I ended up having like fourteen workouts. And what was the, what was that experience like? You was like, damn, like okay, like, cause for me, I'm like, I, I was nervous. Right, right. Cause right. like me, I'm trying to, like if I went back now, I feel like I'd just be more me. Uh-huh. But when I'm going in there, it's like basically like a job interview, you know right, what I'm saying? Right, I'm, trying right, to, yeah. I'm trying to please them, I'm trying right. to tell them you know, what they want to hear, because mm-hmm. I'm trying to hear, you know what I'm saying, what I want to hear. Yeah. And um, sometimes you go in there a little too tight, and mm-hmm. you, but you don't want to go in there too loose, because you know what I'm saying, you got other dudes in there right. doing their thing. And it's just a lot about just being you. I feel like I, I, feel like I should have been more me uh-huh. in those like workouts and those meetings instead of trying to please other guys, please other people. Right. I felt like if I was me, then it would just have been, you know, what it is. But I was kind of going in there, kind of trying to fit a certain style or fit mm-hmm. it, like what they needed at the time or like what they wanted me to do instead of just being me. Mm-hmm. You know what I felt like. Mm-hmm. Now, what was like? What would you say was your was your, was your best workout? Um, best workout was either Charlotte, mm. Brooklyn, or the Cavs workout was good. Mm. And it's and it's like so like even when I it, I think the like of course competing was like the best part. Like I went up I was going up against like Dante Exum was there a lot. Yeah. Um Shabazz Napier, um Russ Smith um, and I had like a lot of West Coast workouts, so like Sacramento, Dallas, Houston. I did the Lakers three times, the Clippers two times. Um, I had a good Lakers workout too. But I feel like the best part was just like just like being in the locker room. You know, of course, like you know, just being a part of that. You feel like okay, I'm I'm here now. Like like that NBA lifestyle. Like you know, getting your per diem. Like first yeah. time, first time getting per diem for the, for the at least for. Uh, you know, you get your little little stipend for the workout, but then like the per diem for summer league was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Thanks. So what was like? 
So you okay, Brooklyn Cavs, Charlotte, and then and then the draft comes around, you know, you don't you don't hear your name. Was there like any buzz or like uh like my boys and like family was, you know what I'm saying, like expecting something and I was kinda knew me and my agent had already talked and I was like, you know, we're just gonna watch the draft and right. see what's happening after, you know what I'm saying? Right. We're gonna enjoy it, see mm -hmm. what happened after. I ain't have like no watch part of a couple of my homies came and watched it with right, me, right, but right, other right. than that, like I wasn't expecting much. Right. Uh, so, and then how how soon after did you like get the Brooklyn Nets summer league invite? Probably like the day after. Right. The day after they called and it was like, you know, we want to invite them to summer league, and I went up there and took it personal, as yeah. MJ would say. Yeah. Um, worked out. Definitely, it definitely was different being in, like living in. New York Brooklyn. for that little second. They're living in Brooklyn for that little second. And um, just working out, that's all it was, that's really. Right. I ain't even go nowhere. Right. Probably when I got my hair did like once, but other than that, man, I was just in the hotel, workout, in the hotel, workout. Right. And I think that paid off for me because I had a great summer league, so. Um, now, did, did you guys play in the Vegas one or? Vegas one. Okay. Yeah, playing in the Vegas one. Okay. Now, what other, what other like, who was like, you know, like your competition within the team to like get like to be starting or to get like a potential job or you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, they had a couple of old guys that they had already had. They had like Theo on there. They had Jerry Allen was playing. Okay. Um, they had drafted Nicholas Claxton. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, they had uh, what's the guard out of UCLA? Um, that was good. Uh, Guard. Jalen Hands. Oh, okay. Oh, they he drafted was like, him. Yeah, they okay. drafted him. Okay. Um, we had a couple of guys. Mike Moore was on there. Okay, yeah. Mike was with you. Yeah. Uh, so they had a couple of guys, and my thing was just come in there and just kind of be like a little dog, you know? Right. Just 3 and D guy, you know, try to bring energy. So when I got there, you know, I was just working out, trying to do my best, and when the game came, I was just picking up full. We had uh, Josh, Josh Gray. He was our point. Okay. So okay. we had some old guys, some older guys, and okay. I came in there and just, you know, picked up full, brought energy, shot open shots, and got on transition. That was all I did. Mm. And it was great for me, great for the team. That's what we needed. So. Mm. Um. So after you know, okay, summer league finishes. What were your like what were your what were your initial options after summer Did you have any like European options or you was just obviously you set on making yeah, it to the yeah. league? So I just was like set on, you know, what's next for the league. Uh -huh. um, Brooklyn called me back and they wanted me that had just traded for K D. Oh okay, and yeah. got that deal. So it was like we want you to come out to Cali, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, to work out with us and we're gonna evaluate you again. And you know, me and my agent was just like, you know what I'm saying? What more what more do you want? I did oh, okay. great in Vegas. Like yeah. uh so I was just sitting at the house for that moment, you know what I'm saying? I ain't really getting paid like that. And uh, Charlotte was right out of the street. So my agent was like, man, just go to Charlotte, go there and get some workouts in, you know, stay in shape, run with them guys. They got like training camp. You can go up there. Uh, a lot of older veterans, guys who already played in the league, going up there to work out. Things like that. So I drove up there. Actually, I got a ride up there. Got mm -hmm. dropped off, and 
working out, killing it, doing my thing, bringing energy, 3D. Um, so left. It was like, maybe we should come back next week. Came back next week, improved, showed them. Like, dang. So it was like, all right, well, we want to sign you to a two-way. So then Damn. agent was like, you know what I'm saying? You can either do that or go to Brooklyn. So I just was like, man, I'll just stay here and work out. Mm-hmm. So now what's it now for the people that may not know, what's what's it what's a two way? Two way is uh like when you have you're on the G League and you're on the NBA roster, mm-hmm. you got half of your games in the G and half of your games on the NBA roster. Mm-hmm. You got half of the half of your days, so you get like fifty days, I think. Fifty okay. and fifty. Okay. So and how many how many days were you? Well, I, got, I had signed my deal in the summer. Okay. So it was okay. like I had to kind of wait till okay. the season started. So when I signed mine, I kind of signed it too early. Uh-huh. In my opinion, signed it too early. So and you should, looking back, you should have you should have what? I mean, well, I couldn't wait because you know what I'm saying it's a right. business. But uh, I was blessed to get it because it still helped me out. You know what I'm saying to this day. For sure. With jobs and things like that, but. Uh, if it was for me, I think the right time would have been towards the season, like time the season kicked off. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been the perfect time for me. Okay. Now, like, w- like once they offered you to con- like say two way, were you like, oh yeah, yeah, like yeah. dream come true type of thing? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause like, I was like, man, like, you know, what I'm saying, I just working my ass off, went undrafted, went to summer league, did that, didn't get nothing. Now I'm back at the crib. Everybody asking me, what you doing, bro? What you right. doing? And like that shit gets so annoying, bro. And like, oh yeah, for sure, terrible. So I'm just like at the crib, working out. People ask me that, so now I'm going up the street, an hour and a half up the street, working out for them. And then I get that, and just like, man, you know what I'm saying? You, you working out, like work pays off, type. Uh-huh. So, right. Um, now, what was like? Okay, so first question was: was you? Like okay, after you get the two way, that means like you're more the you know, like you're a focal point on the team. Like you're one of the more important players that has to get playing time. Or yeah, on the energy. energy. Yeah, energy, for yeah. sure. Okay. Um, now, like, what was your what was your first like exposure to like okay, this is a business. Like, what was that first lesson for you? Like, where things are out of your control, you may be playing well. You think okay, it's everything is good on my end, but like. Okay, it's a business, so this yeah. has to happen this way. What was that first lesson? For you? I think I just say when I got away from the two, from the two way, it was just more so like. Um, how long? So how long was it before you got away? Uh, I was on it for like most of the summer, and then after the preseasons happened, and then the season was about to get ready to kick off. They had came to me and said, you know, they had a lot of guards already and they was looking for more uh, playmaking. Uh-huh. So, you know, I can't really say nothing to that. So I was like, okay. Uh, and they just, they sit you down. They sit me down, brought me in a meeting. Okay. And then uh, they asked me that I want to go just play in AG. And I said, I let them know I talked with my agent. Uh-huh. And then uh, me and my agent decided it would be better if I just went into the uh, player pool. Mm. And I went to the player pool and the Suns, Picked me up at number one for like any way players or players like new coming in mm-hmm. for the G League. So went there and everything worked out for me. Okay. Now what's like the uh, you know because a lot of a lot of or sometimes at least the reputation of it being the G League is like every everyone's like 
you know, for themselves. Everybody's just yeah, trying yeah. to prove to get to the next level, like coaches, refs, everybody. Yeah. Um, so, like, did you feel that? Did you feel that vibe or, like, like uh, it's like a selfish type of vibe or, like, nah? Nah, it's just more, it, well, I wouldn't say selfish, but it's definitely a survival okay. for sure. Because, you know what I'm saying, you, you are in there playing for the next level. You probably, every team probably is an hour outside of the NBA arena uh -huh. or even closer. So it's like, you know, scouts come in every day, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? They, GMs may come to the game, check their players out. So it's just like, you know, you out there fighting, right. trying to play, and you trying to show everybody you can score, you trying to show everybody you can play defense, and you can make plays, really. So uh, it's kind of that, just that. It's like more of a, I got this opportunity, so I'm about to show. If I get the ball, it's an opportunity. Mm. Okay. If I don't got a ball, how can I show you anything? So okay. it's just kind of like that. Damn. Damn. Okay. Um, now, what was like? Was it was this like this uh, style of play like similar to the NBA, like up and down, three yeah. dunks, up, up and down, fast, okay. you know, aggressive. Okay. Definitely show times. <laughs> okay. okay. All of that. Okay. Now, how how many games are in the, in in a season in the G League? Uh, I think like 40 to 60, Okay. to be honest. Yeah, okay. somewhere around there. There's okay. a lot of games. Now, like, how, how, what was the, how was that transition, you know, going from going to a different, you know, G League team? Like, were you immediately given a role or did you have to, like, you know, I know you signed a two-way before, so, like, were you kind of ahead of other, other guys or, like, did you have to, you know, work uh, away from the bottom? Yeah, I think that I was a little ahead of, kind of other guys, but I also had to work from the bottom. I came in, I had watched, I think, their first game, the Suns' first game, them. Uh, they G League, their first game, and uh, I think I came in the next day and practiced with them a couple of times, and then I ended up getting to the game, and mm. I think first game I had like maybe like 18. Oh, damn, okay. So it was, after that, just kind of like a little roll for a little minute. Okay. And then, and then that year you, uh, you finished the season there? Yeah, I finished the season. That's when COVID had hit. Oh, okay, okay. So COVID okay. hit. Uh, and then everything? Everything, everything kind of just stopped, yeah. Okay. Now, um, now this is around the time where you had your second daughter. Uh, a little, it was a little later. This was uh, maybe like, it was after the second G League season with the Swarm. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, so, okay, so before that, you, you had your COVID happen. COVID happened, so I was in Arizona, stuck out there for maybe like two weeks. When COVID had hit, I was stuck out there. So then, because I didn't want to travel on the plane, you know right. what I'm saying? How they, everybody was talking, dying. I was like, no, nah, I'm about to sit right here. Right. You know, I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I'm always in Arizona. I got to fly back to Georgia. Like, ain't no way. Right. So I'm like, man, I'm just sitting here chilling in Arizona, enjoying this sun. Mm -hmm. So I ended up going back home. Uh, and then, you know, working out, things don't know when they're going to pick back up with the G. Mm -hmm. So, like, we're going to have a G League bubble. So, I'm like, okay. all right. So and that's used with the Swarm for the G League bubble. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. I ended up going to the Swarm. And then uh, playing. And I was there, but I wasn't fully there due mm. to, you know what I'm saying, my mom's passing. So, it was kind of, like, hard. So, when did, when did, your, when did your mom pass away? Um... She passed that August after, so uh, COVID, COVID hit. After COVID? It was COVID hit in like March. Right, right. So then she passed like that August. 
Okay. So then the bubble happened like September, October. No. Nah. So the bubble happened like that March the next year. But from August till like December-ish, I wasn't even like right. really hooping. Like I was just like, man, I'm chilling. Man. Like, and I don't, I don't want to get into it too much, but like, just like, how are you, you know what I'm saying? Like, how are you able to, you know, just persevere? Like, who did you lean on? Like, how did you, like, what were the thoughts going through your head? Like, and like, what was like, what were like your escapes? Uh, it was hard because she was the reason why I even like really played the game. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? The way I did anyway, I always wanted to provide for her. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? You always, when you're hooping as a young kid, especially growing up with a single mom, you always want to give yeah, them everything, sure. you know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to basically hoop for her, give her, show her things that, you know what I'm saying, I'm flying around, I want her to feel that same way. So when that happened, it was kind of like, dang. Did you, did you did it, was it like, it just happened or was it like? No, nah, yeah, it? it just happened. Okay. So it was just like, dang, like, uh, it's like, dang, like. And you weren't, I was you weren't hooping. there at the time. Now I was, yeah, it was crazy. It was, yeah, I was in the house and I was oh. like, uh, she was like, I'm about to go to the store. It was like a crazy event because, like, she knew I, she loved egg sandwiches. She, I egg love egg, okay. egg sandwiches. Okay. I love them. So she would just always, like, make one for me before I go to school. Like, if you ask any of my homeboys, like, I get to school sometimes, I have an egg sandwich. Like, double <laughs> eggs? In Luna Ford? Okay. Nah, like, uh, Friday. Friday. Okay, so okay. she's like, I have it. My boy's like, man, you ain't gonna eat that. Like, let me get that. <laughs> And like one time I get to her and the other time, like, boy, you crazy. I'm about to right. eat that egg sandwich, boy. So I get because she'll drop me off at school or whatever. So I'm just like, bro. So she walked in, I'm asleep. Like, I just finished working out, I think. I'm asleep. She's like, um, man, I made an egg sandwich, but I ain't gonna eat it all. Mm. You want half of it? And I'm like, like, when? Like, you ain't never did that before. Mm. I'm like, okay, like, give me half. So she ended up coming back. We both sitting down eating it. She was like, I'm about to go to the store for a little minute. And I'm asleep, like, watching TV. I'm like, all right. So she like, I'm about to go. Cause she like playing like slot machines. She's like, I'm about to go to the store. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, all right. Like, um, she's like, when you come back, she's like, I'll be back in like an hour or two. I'm like, all right, like, bet. She's like, I'll be back soon. I love you. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I love you too. So mm -hmm. I'm like, fall back asleep, get a call, I'm asleep. I ain't answer it. I get another call, I'm answering it, her phone, like, hello. It was like, uh, no, she called me. She was like, uh, she's like, you still asleep? And I was like, yeah. She's like, I'm about to get her to come home. I'm about to lose my money, like, blah, blah, blah. So mm -hmm. I'm like, all right. So hang up. And then I get another call. I fall back asleep, get another call. And just like, um, can you come up to the store? It's not her. So I'm like, what? So I'm like, boom, got in the car. And the store, like, literally, like, like we saying, like, this apartment complex. And the store, literally, like, right here. Like, if you want to drive to get to the main road, the store right here. Like you come in the main road, the store, and then you drive, and then you go through the gates, go to the apartment complex. Okay. So she literally like I could run there, like walk there or whatever. So get in the car, drive over there, and she just on the ground, like literally, like you know how we were talking about the other day, like some people just go into shock and I like don't know what to do, mm. or like some people like be outstanding and like try to do something. I literally like was frozen, bro. I mm. couldn't like do nothing. I'm just sitting there like, and I'm seeing the people like pump her chest, and I'm just mm. like. Like people talking to me, I ain't saying nothing. I'm just locked in. I'm like, like what, like confused. And then put in the ambulance to go. And I was like, damn, like that was crazy. And like that whole day was just weird, mm. like very quick. And then it was like storming outside. It was sunny when I pulled up. 
I go back outside, it's like raining, like thunderstorming, like mm. can't can barely see the road when I'm following the ambulance. I'm like, bro, like, and then after that, when I come back out the hospital, like it's, it's some rain gone. I'm like, mm. I don't know what's going on. So yeah, I was, I was like done with basketball for a little second, bro. I was like, kicked it with my homies. Right. I wasn't really working out. I wasn't doing nothing. And then my agent. And my point guard at Virginia Tech called me. He was like, man, uh, you want to come up here? Because, like, him and my mom and, like, their family was good. He had um, RIP to his pops. He had lost his pops, like, not too long ago before that. And I was always there for him. Right. So, like, me and him real close. And then when I lost my mom, it was just like, man, you want to come up here and stay with me for a little minute? Stay with me. So I'm like, all right. So I went up there to D.C., stayed with him for a little second. We slowly got back into it, like, working out. I went working out for nothing. So then I went with my agent and was working out with him. And then that's when I kind of like started back. I was like, dang, like, you know what I'm saying? I kind of missed it, but mm -hmm. I kind of needed that time off to just reflect and like know what I really want to do mm -hmm. and like just to get clarity on it. So I think that's what it really was for sure. Wow. Yeah, Thank you for tough. sharing, man. No, nah, no problem. That's powerful, man. And then, wow. So like, one last question. Did you did you think like looking back, like did you think your mom was was aware that like anything was gonna happen or like did you think like she had had any like sense of what was, was gonna happen or it just was like super sporadic? Uh I don't know. I think I think like one time she told me like she wasn't feeling good. Mm -hmm. So like, you know what I'm saying, how my family was, we was always like, you know what I'm saying, we ain't really gonna go to, like, I took her to a doctor, but it was like, more so like, like, we gonna take some medicine, like, we gonna thug it out, we always be good, mm -hmm. we gonna take some medicine, like, do what we gotta do. So I give her the medicine, I took her to, like, a, a med now, told me everything was gonna be fine, so I'm like, okay, they gave her some pills, and then she was cool, and then, I think like three days later, she had a heart attack, and I was like, dang. Mm. Mm. Wow. But so yeah, like me, like I was going through the whole thing, like where, you know what I'm saying, I should have just took her to the emergency room, or like should I have done things differently, right, should I have right. done that? Like I could have maybe prevented it, like maybe where she could have saw her other two children, you know what I'm saying, they could have came in, like right. maybe that would have slowed the process down, or right. maybe helped it, like who knows? So it was just like I was weighing all that on me. Right. Like with seeing my brother them, like, I was just taking all that on me. So it was just like it was a tough time for me. So I was just I was you really were lost. the only one staying with her. Yeah, so mm -hmm. I was really lost. So I was just like, dang. Right. So it was tough. Man. Man. Again, bro, thank you for sharing, man. For sure. Um so then to transition that was when you went to the G League bubble? Yep, so I ended up getting a call. So I started back working out like that December. Uh, you know, getting a call, told me G League bubble gonna start. So I'm like, all right. So back working out for it, really playing catch up because you know what I'm saying? I ain't worked out in months, mm -hmm. doing anything in months. So I'm just trying to load everything up I got, you know, trying to work out as much as I can and end up going to the bubble. and. It was tough because I was also like, you know what I'm saying, locked into this room the whole time and also still dealing with Orlando that. Or yeah. Okay. So also still dealing with that. Man. So it was like 
I'm all alone, mm -hmm. which I don't really want to be alone, cause like I went alone at the crib. My boys like make sure I was somebody was with me. Mm -hmm. So um, I was alone, you know, just thinking too much, mm -hmm. thinking about that, and then mm -hmm. trying to go out there and play, perform at a high level when I ain't even been working out as much, and right. we don't get the like it ain't like we working out in the bubble. It's like literally you playing, then you just chilling. I, I can't go into the gym, get shots up to ease my mind. Like we'll practice, but. We don't get no extra time to just go in there and work on my craft, like get right. back sharp. So it was just, it was a difficult process for me. Mm. And yeah. Mm. Um, so like, you, did you guys finish well in, in, the, in the bubble or? Uh, nah, I don't think we did. I think we finished like, maybe like seven. Okay. Seven, six, seven. Okay. Yeah, not too good. And then after, so after that, like, for two, three months after that, then you sign in. Yep, so after that, I had, went to the crib, and I told myself, you know, uh, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna play, do this for my mom, so, right. um, start back locking in, you know, working out crazy, and then I got a call, my agent saying, you know, you can go hoop in Canada for the summer, uh, you know, earn some money, so mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, bet. Go out there, and, that's when I like, I'll say I fell back in love with just hooping. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't say fall in love, but I, I felt more like me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting back to me slowly. Not as much as I was, but I'm like, all right, like, you know what I'm saying? You're doing your thing. Like, you're getting your confidence back. You're back happy playing. Mm -hmm. You're doing it for a purpose now. So mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, boom. Mm -hmm. So then. Uh, you was killing out there. You yeah, were yeah. like 17. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Started out slow and then picked up. You made, made all league or something like that. Yeah, so it was cool. It was definitely fun. Now how was it? How, what was it like? Was it still a lot of restrictions being in Canada? Like how was it? Yeah, the they were still uh, on lockdown. Okay. They were still. They was thinking they was on like when I got out there it was stage one, okay. and then when I left it was probably like stage four. Okay. I think they just um, uplifted they um, like mass protocol and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Okay. So. Okay. Now. Um, so when did that season finish? Because uh, like, it was the summertime, so like, when did it? Yeah, I think like August, maybe. August, okay. And then you had the crib for a little bit. Yep, May, August, May. So I was at the crib, training. Um, had, had had my daughter right before I went out there to Canada. Okay, second daughter? Yep. Okay. So right before I went out there to Canada. So hooping out there, you know, missing the little one. Yeah. So then when I got out, um, Went out there to see her, you know, back training, back at the crib, you know, just being a dad too. Mm. So doing that for about three, three, four months, maybe three, four, five months. Mm -hmm. Man, got a call. Yeah, how did, got something in Poland. How did what, what did you think when like your agent told you with this with, about this opportunity? So I was and when I was in um, Canada, you know, what I'm saying I was thinking about. No shit, I just go play in the G or go overseas. Uh -huh. So I'm like, uh, like you know, I said I ain't opposed to going overseas. Canada was like kind of like my little first little taste, not right. really different, but kind of is different. Right. So I'm like, uh, you know, it's not that bad, you know. So I was like, you know, I go overseas, get till I get back on my feet, how I want to be, you know, uh -huh. what I'm saying till I start back, you know, loving the game, hooping right. with a purpose, you know, things like that, and get my body back right. So I was like, uh. Yeah, I definitely do that. So I ended up 
coming over here and it was way different than I expected. I ain't right. gonna lie. It was who um like did you reach out to anybody for advice or like was it just conversations with your agent like to prep you about Yeah, so your I got a couple of boys that I played with in um you know, in college and against and stuff like that. So they played, you know, overseas before and like things like that. So they'll tell me like, you know what I'm saying? This, money, make sure your money on time. Yeah, make sure your money on time. <laughs> like, hey, make sure, uh, you know what I'm saying? You got your crib straight, like yeah. all this. Like, Wi-Fi. you go out there hoop. Yeah. Yeah, you go out there hoop and everything gonna take care of itself. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. And then they obviously told me about the winning situation and like all that. Like, you win, you good. Yeah. Like, stuff like that. So, uh, it's not that much of a difference, to be honest. And like you said, like, I like being alone, like, so it, it don't really bother me a lot. I remember, like, seeing, like, a long time ago or, like, a couple of years ago or even, like, now, like, people be, like, you know, playing overseas is, like, hard because you don't get to spend time with people. Like, it is, but I also do like being alone. Like, I like my alone time. So yeah, it's, like, too. it's not really that bad for me at all. Yeah. Like, and there's, and like, yeah, like, we don't, like, you know, like, we're missing, you know, friends, family, yeah. but it's, like, we got to be grateful about the situation yeah, as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we're still young. We're traveling the world. Like, yeah. and it's hard to keep that perspective while we're in it. Yeah. But it's like, when do you, when will we ever have this opportunity again? Yeah, facts. Um, and I ain't never been, like, the type to, like, man, I want to go see the world. I'm like, man, I'm cool in Georgia. Like, growing right. up, I'm like, man, like, I'm cool in Georgia. I don't need to go see nothing. So then, like, when you're pooping in the States, flying around different yeah. places, you're seeing different things, you're like, dang, like, this lit. Right. Then, like, once you do all that, and it's like, all right, what else? Like, right. might as well go around and see yeah. other cultures and stuff like that. Yeah. So, no, it definitely has an impact on you, man. Like, like the stories you'll have going back to the crib about things you saw yeah. or things you did in Europe, and, like, people won't understand, but it's like, it's it's just it's huge, man. It's huge in like in in the long run, you yeah. know what I mean? Because I've like, so I've had I've I've been able to have like, my dad come out here with me. Like my brother and my mom came with, came out to France to see me. So like, yeah. I've been able to like, you know, show them Europe. Like they went yeah. to Paris. We was all in Paris. So like, um, like you said, like you wanted to give those blessings to your family. Like, you know, we have that opportunity. So it's um, you know, we want to share it. You know, so I think uh. I think that's that's a huge piece of why I like I like being in Europe in general. Just because like it 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 makes you, it broadens your perspective. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then like there's a difference of like you know your your normal education of school than like actually experiencing different cultures, different yeah. languages, different people. Facts. You know what I mean? So um, I think it's there's so much there's so much that that we grow from these situations. You know what I'm saying? Again, we're alone. We're exposed to so much, um, and then it's like we have to grow. We have no, yeah, no choice. We got no choice to you know but I mean? to. Because I like to think of it as like, um, you know, when you're in like that unknown space. Like we're, I feel like basketball players or athletes in general are always in that unknown space. Like we don't know what next year, what's what's to come next year, yeah. next game or anything. So yeah. it's like you're always in that growth mindset when when you're stuck in that unknown. And like for me, I like I enjoy being in that, being in that like space, being in that space yeah. because I know like I'm growing. Yeah. You know, what I'm, saying? I'm forcing myself to grow. Like, yeah, I could be in Connecticut my whole life. You know what I'm saying? But like, I wouldn't have the knowledge, the experience that I have now. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't be able to pass it down to somebody. Yeah. You know, so I think 
you know, just being out here is like, it's, it's huge, man. It's, it's a blessing, even though sometimes it's like we want to get back to the grid. Yeah, facts. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? I think me in general, I always like think future, like what I'm going to do maybe like a couple of months from now, a year from now, like, uh -huh. but then like, not more so like I think past couple of like two years I've just been trying to be in like just now like mm -hmm. being in this moment so sometimes like I'll be thinking the future and I'm like nah like let me just enjoy now like I'll be in the car just driving like yeah. dang I'm really over here in Europe yeah, like, it's yeah, crazy yeah, bro yeah. like nah for sure that shit it be hitting me all the time like yo I'm really out in Poland right now like what the fuck am I doing like this is like, crazy <laughs> Like, what? And it'll hit me, like, maybe, like, two times throughout the day, and it's like, I'm really doing this. I'm really doing this. I got a whole crib. I got a car. Yeah. I'm getting paid. I'm chilling. I'm like, hooping. Right. Well, like, what am I worried about? Yeah. Why am I stressing? <laughs> Why am I, like, putting this, like, added pressure on myself? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, when you think about the future, or, like, five months, two years, three years, it's like, nah, man. Just And it's hard, like. Yeah, it's definitely hard. It's hard it's to just stay in the moment. Yeah, like, yeah. But yeah, man, it's hard. Cause it's, 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 I don't know. It's just, it's just hard. Cause like, yeah, like we can say like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just in the moment. But then our brain is just hardwired yeah. to just like. All right, what's next? What's yeah. next? What's next? Like, what's the next opportunity? Okay, I want to make this more, this much more, this much more money. You're like, I want to play at this level. I want to get back to the A. It's like, nah, bro, you good. Like, enjoy right here. Yeah, enjoy chill. right now. Yeah. Right. Chill, bro. Just relax right now. Yeah. You're doing it. Right. Um, so what would you say that was like the style of play was, was or what was the, the, the most different thing about the style of play in Europe uh, than in the States or in the G League at yeah. least? Uh, I would just say like, you know what I'm saying, how we was talking the other day, like the court's smaller, mm -hmm. um, everybody's just kind of cluttered. It's not like you get a free space to just play one-on-one -on -one the whole time to right. where you, you know you blow by your man it's just like a dunk or a lay like the big man sitting in the lane the whole time he don't got to get out right like, you know what I'm saying and it's I think it's more of a team oriented than just the one-on-one -on -one style like in the league you beat your man like you either gonna pass it off to the big or dunk it or you gonna have a wide open layup but it's right. like everybody just kind of helps each other and it just like yeah. makes it tough for you to score a yeah. lot of points and things like that in Europe. So that's what I think the biggest thing is, it's just more team than yeah. like this, to me, the me aspect of the game. So yeah. I like to think of it as like, it's similar to college. Yeah, it's technical. Very yeah, technical. like it's technical and then like you can sit in the paint, like everybody's helping. Um, so like, it's definitely harder to score. Like I know Luka Doncic always comes out with those quotes that it's harder to score 30 in EuroLeague or in Europe than yeah. in the league. Um, but it's definitely, it's not easy, man. So like when you when you see a guy averaging like 9, 10, 11, 12, like that's, that's yeah. tough. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's not easy yeah. to do. Um, he definitely gonna book it. Yeah, for sure. So what, what shocked you the most about like the lifestyle off the court? Like were you surprised at all? Like, like, you know, you think of Poland, everybody's like, damn, what the fuck is over yeah. there? You know what I'm saying? Like, so and then they be asking me, I'm like, you know what I'm saying? They be like, you don't sign to it. I was like, well, you just got to experience it for yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah. like going to Warsaw, like. Yeah, like come on big now. city like that. It's kind of yeah. like a little baby New York. Yeah. And it was just like, you know what I'm saying? Things different. Like sometimes I go somewhere, they don't even know what I'm saying, bro. And it's just like, I got to put in my Google Translate right. or just like, I'm like, 
fuck it. Like, right, let me right. just leave. Like, I don't know right. what's going on. Uh, people talking mad, different languages. Yeah. So it's just like different. Def- then the food is different. Yeah. I'm saying you can't get what you want all the time. I ain't had no Chipotle or hot wings since I left the state. <laughs> word, like, word. Oh my god! And then people stare at you crazy. Yeah, and yeah. it's just like staring at you like you're an alien. I'm just like, makes you uncomfortable, and it's just like whatever. Right. Um. What has uh like you know, being out here in Poland, playing your first year in Europe? What is it? What is it kind of taught you the most? Uh, back to the moment situation okay. like you know what I'm saying like a lot of people dream about playing at a high level and everything but like this right here is like just a part of my story you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying like I'm gonna enjoy it I ain't trying to fast forward through this chapter right. I'm not trying to just skim through it like I'm gonna sit here and enjoy it like it's helping me become a better basketball player by you know playing a different game mm-hmm. to now going back. If I go back to the States playing, you know what I'm saying, even when I just go play, you know what I'm saying, hoop with my boys right. or something like that, like just different, you know what yeah. I'm saying. I got a different mindset over yeah. here. You know, you work different than back at home. Yeah. So just just enjoying the moment, to be honest. Right. And it's like it's a different understanding of the yeah. game, too. Yeah. So like, wait, like, wait, like say you go play in the G next year or like, you play open run, like you're gonna catch yourself getting frustrated just because like the way the game is over here is, yeah. like you said, it's technical. It's like more like, okay, I'm gonna get my spots here or come set this pick and roll for me. You know what I'm saying? But like, obviously in the States, it's like one-on-one, we just hooping. Yeah. Um, so like sometimes I find myself like, cause it's like we, like with, with your experience, like for me, for example, I'll go back home and I'll hoop and it's like, I know I have the most experience out of everybody that's been, yeah. that I'm on the court with. So it's like, just listen to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it's fair, like, fair. they ain't trying to they hear that. Listen. Nah, hell no. Nah, hell yeah. no. Nah. Um, so, uh, yeah, but no, nah, that's that's a good piece, man. Staying in the moment, man. I think, my, so my first year, I was, in, I was in France, and it was it was tough, bro. It was, uh, I just really wasn't, like, it was a lot of pressure. Like, France was a, was a, is a high level, so, like, it was... And I didn't, I didn't understand, like, I didn't understand the business aspect. I didn't understand that, okay, Americans got to come in and produce, like, that's yeah. it. Um, so, like, I would, and we had five other Americans as well, so, like, I would be average, like, seven, eight, nine. Um, so there were a few times, like, the, like, they would pull me to the side, like, Anthony, you know, you're, you might, you, you're going to get cut. You know what I'm saying? I remember a GM, like, the GM, he didn't speak no English, but he was just spazzing on me. In French, and then the the coach was translating to me. Yeah. He was we was in the meeting. He was just spazzing like, "Look, we had a playoff game. If you don't play well, like you're gone." And I ended up, and I ended up killing that yeah. that playoff game. But it's like, I just wasn't I wasn't prepared for for that type of like pressure. I yeah. guess. Um, and that and then after that, it was like, okay, now I understand. Like, I just got to get a bucket. Yeah. Like, because at the end of the day, it's like. I feel like, you know, these, these GMs, these coaches, like, say for next year, they're going to look at Med Hill out of, like, 10 other guys and then be like, okay, what did he average? What did, you know what I'm saying? What are yeah. these sh- shooting percentages, free throw percentages? You know what I'm saying? So I think that that's, in, a, in our position, that's what matters the most. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How, did, how did you produce? You know what I'm saying? Um, because, like I said, and then, that, yeah, after my first year, I just, I learned a lot, man, like, and, that, and then I came to Poland, killed, and then it was up from there. 
um, just because it clicked for me. It clicked for me. I had vets on my team that didn't really, my first year didn't really kick me no game. Like yeah. they were just like, you know what I'm saying, in their own zone, like in their own world, just trying to get their money, whatever, whatever. And I understood it, but like, I didn't have that vet that was like, nah, you gotta do this, you gotta work. Like, I didn't even know how to be a pro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Of course, I did summer league, I did this, but like, I didn't know how to be a pro. I didn't know I had to show up 45 minutes before practice or stay 45 minutes after practice to get up shots. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. just like, I got free time. I ain't got shit yeah. else to do. I ain't got class. I ain't got nobody. Like, Facts. I'm gonna just go to practice and then go home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But Facts. it you took me like time. my second year, my third year. So after my second year, I went down a level. So I went to Greece, but like, Greece was a Greece was a high level. Mm-hmm. Um, so so Greece was a was a high level, but um, it just wasn't the right situation for me. So I ended up like I ended up just bouncing. Like I I didn't even like I was playing behind like I was 25, 24 at the time. And I was playing behind like this thirty seven year old Greek guy. Yeah. I'm like come on now, like why'd you bring me out here? So I ended up I ended up just bouncing, and then that's when I came to Poland. And I'm just like you know what I mean? I just got to turn up. And I got back into like. My college mindset, my high school mindset of just getting buckets. Yeah. And then that like projected my whole career. Yeah. Um but uh but it's not it's not easy, man. It's not easy just balancing, you know, work and then off the court and then staying. Cause like another another huge thing for me was like understanding like not to take the game off the court with me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like say I have a bad game or even a bad practice, it's like I used to go home and be sick, wouldn't want to talk to yeah. nobody, didn't want to do anything, you know what I'm saying? Like, I used to carry that energy with me. But now, like, I do a better job of, like, okay, this game, I didn't have a good game, or it didn't, wasn't my style of play, it wasn't my rhythm, so I just didn't play well, or just practice, I didn't hit a shot, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm able to differentiate, which is actually, which actually helped my, like, mental health. Yeah, in a sense, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, you bring that energy home, then you just at home sick. And you're thinking about the whole time, yeah. the whole day go by, and then you gotta go to practice the next day. Right. Yeah. And then, the, and then even for the game, it's like you have one game on Monday, you play bad, you don't you don't get another game until maybe Sunday. Yeah. So it's like that whole week, you can't be like in just, your feelings, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Facts. Cause then never gonna translate to nothing good. Right. So. Right. I definitely been trying to do better at that for sure. Yeah. Um, so just a few questions to wrap up, man. What would, what are your like, you know, what are your, what are your career goals? You know, I know you want to stay in the moment, but like, what are your aspirations? Is it to like, you know, how long do you want to play? Like, do you still want to get a, get another shot at going to the A? Yeah, no, I definitely want to, you know, play till I can't play no more. You know, I love the game. Uh, definitely fell back in love with it uh, just recently. So. Um, I definitely want to play at the highest level. Mm-hmm. You know, NBA is the highest level. I definitely want to shot at it um, because I just feel like I belong there. Mm-hmm. That's just my confidence level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, I'm gonna keep working. You know, if they don't say I'm good enough, I'm gonna keep working. I'm gonna just keep showing up every day, and you know, we'll see mm-hmm. eventually. But um, yeah, um, wouldn't mind. I love. Europe, I didn't think it was going to be. You know, I thought it would be worse, but, you know, right. coming here with y'all, you and Mike, I already knew Mike, you, mm-hmm. and the other guys, you know, y'all helped make it easier for me. Right. Uh, like you said, you had a, a, a bad first experience, and, like, you know what I'm saying, y'all helped me make my first experience, you know, good. So, um, definitely a vibe. Right. Um, now, as far as, like, stuff off the court, like, 
do you have any aspirations to like, you know, give back to your community or like, like is that is that is that a passion of yours? Oh yeah, most definitely. Uh, I want to you know do this camp, maybe uh, August the twenty second. I'm still trying to figure if I want to do it before or after um, when school is about a year to go back. Mm -hmm. But definitely want to help my community out. Um, right. You know, what I'm saying we never really had that down there um, in Fort Valley or. In, even in Augusta, mm -hmm. you know, I lived in both places, so I definitely want to give back to both communities because uh, mm -hmm. they help me out tremendously and you know support me and what I do. So I'm just been trying to find out the right time, you know, trying to play basketball, you know, going to job to job, mm -hmm. and then trying to establish yourself. So, you know, kind of difficult at the time, but right. definitely gonna get to it for sure. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think that's important, man, because like, similar to my situation, there was there was. Like we didn't really have any camps or any like, like, somebody to look up to or like say I want to be like him. Like we had Ryan Gomes, shout out yeah. to him. We had him who played in the NBA for about eight years. But other than that, there was like we was just playing outside. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now kids don't really do that. No nah. More. So it's like, um, you know, just want to have an impact. You know what I'm saying? And and, and uh, you know, give them a positive role model, a positive figure to look up to. Um, Cause it's like it's different when, like, cause like NBA guys throw camps and do things, but it's like it's different when, um, when you're there physically yeah, at the camp. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like when I do a camp, I'm there every day, all yeah. day, um, and they can see me, they can touch me, uh, they can ask me questions. So it's, um, I think it, I think it goes goes a longer a longer way. Um, but uh, so this next question, man. Um, you know, I know you're still young in your career, and like a lot of people don't really like to, to talk about, especially especially in the black community, they don't really like to talk about like money and what 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 they like to do with their money. But mm -hmm. I think again, like we're the audience that we're speaking to are guys that want to be in our position, yeah. are in our position, or or kids, you know. So, yeah. um, what ways do you want to like, do you plan to invest your money or, or make your money work for you? Um, definitely get into stocks. Mm -hmm. um, get into things that I personally like, um, you know, that is, uh, that manufacture wealth mm -hmm. uh, in different aspects. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, I like fashion, I like, mm -hmm. um, I want to get into that. I want to get into like building like kind of like a gym back home, mm -hmm. like get into that aspect. Uh, and just different things like, uh, We'll tap into different markets mm. and yeah man trying to do a lot really trying to tap know, into I, a lot of stuff try to tap into like uh i want to be like a make a comic book one day like, oh, like a, a comic book line so i think that would be fire too so right, just different cool. things like that i think uh what would also be cool for you man is even if like say you stay out say you come to europe again or whatever but like you know, starting starting your own fashion line out here. Yeah, you know, that would be crazy. Like people, because I know this dude, uh, he played in Italy for maybe four or five years, and he just had like a like a couple of simple T-shirts. Yeah, you know yeah. With his face up there, and like, of course, the fans are gonna gravitate yeah, yeah, towards yeah. it. Little kids are gonna gravitate yeah, towards yeah. it. Um, so just you know, just an idea. Yeah, um, that's good right there. But um, in terms of basketball, what are what are some ways that um, that mentally help you prepare for the game? Like what are, so like, to keep you grounded, to keep you in the moment, like what do you, what, what things do you do or say to yourself, what's the internal dialogue that like help you, you know, prepare for a game? 
Um, I would just say the work going into it, like how I worked that week going into the game. Uh, and it's a testament to last week, like kind of last week, it was kind of like, you know what I'm saying, I wasn't 100% there, body was kind of a little beat up, so I kind of took it light, and then we just played, and I didn't play my best, so I kind of look at it like that, like mm. the weeks before, you know, I was in there, you know, making sure my body was right, I was working out, being sharp, and then, you know, I was also having a good game, so I think it just correlates, and then that just helps your confidence as well, mm. so like you going in there every day, with a positive mindset, positive everything, and it's just going good. Mm -hmm. So I think that'd be the main reason um, for you no know, production is how you work. So I think that'd be probably the main thing I would say. Just my work leads to the confidence in the game, really. Mm -hmm. And I go in there, I just try to have a free mind. I don't try to think about doing this, doing that, and just kind of out there, just having fun. I just want to have fun, bring energy. And I feel like once I conquer that in my mind, then just I'm out there free flowing. Because mm. basketball is not really a thinking game. Like you can think about certain things, but most of the time it's just all reactions. Mm -hmm. So just being free flowing, I think that's kind of just me. That's where I like to be at in my lane. No, that makes sense. No, that's a good point. I think, uh, you know, just, just resorting back to the work, like, yeah. you know, you put the work in, so it's like you don't have to stress or like worry about like, if I'm gonna have an off shooting night, it like it yeah. won't matter because like you, you have the confidence from putting in the work. Yep. Um, so that's that's a great point. Um, last couple questions. What uh, to someone that you know to someone that that aspires to be in your position, that wants to go D one, that wants to be a pro. Um, what is some advice you would give him or her? Uh, I would say to make sure you know you had the right people in your corner. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's a lot of people nowadays have a lot of sayings and, you know, a lot of things they want to do to try to help you to also help themselves. But mm. if you have somebody who really don't want anything from you but to see the best of you, I feel like that's when you begin to be in a winning situation. And I would say to keep those people around you and to also keep people who are also going to humble you because, mm. you know, this game is a lot of ups and downs like you'll have real high ups you'll have some real yeah. low downs so it's just like finding some people that can keep you in the medium to where you know what i'm saying you do have a up it's like all right well you need to stay right here because you know how easy it can go down and right. if you do go down to your lowest having some people that kind of keep you in the medium like you know what i'm saying you done had highs and lows just come and go you know right. so that what I think kind of helped me in the long run. Like I done had really good highs and really good lows within the past year. Right. And like I got people in my corner that always kind of kept me in the medium with telling me things, you know, inspiring mm -hmm. or helpful, or even when I'm high, just telling me things like to humble myself. So mm -hmm. I would say that. And I would just say to work, like the work gonna always show. Mm -hmm. Like no matter what you do, you can't sit on your butt, you can't sit on your ass, five months and then think you about to go and play somewhere and kill. You can't sit in you know, the room, play the game and all that, think you about to go somewhere and, and drop 30. Like, it's not gonna happen. Mm -hmm. Like, people out there working every day, like, this is a amazing job, bro. We get to fly around the world, yeah. fly places, eat, man, eat for free. Right. Go to a restaurant, eat with him, eat for free, man. <laughs> like, it's crazy. So, like, just things like that, like, you know what I'm saying? It's so easy to lose 
track in this. Like we said, we got boys that probably way better than us that mm -hmm. hooping and obviously had some circumstances that not they not here right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure they would love to be right here. They yeah. probably at the crib, like yeah. thinking like, dang, like Ant there, like he definitely proud, but he knew that he had his chance as well, sure. his opportunity. So definitely. I would just say, man, to just keep working at like, you know what I'm saying? If you know what you want, you know your goal, you gotta know exactly what it's gonna take to get there. And that's just hard work yeah. and keeping the right people in your corner, yeah. to be honest. No, I think that's powerful just because like what you said, man, like that's the one thing, one advice I did learn when I was a rookie. Um, the vet told me like, never get too high, never get too low. Yeah. Um, because like you said, it's like, you could go out and have 27 and then like be juiced, you know what I'm saying? But then you could go out and get like four, you know what I'm yeah. saying? But like staying level-headed throughout, staying grounded throughout that, throughout throughout a season, th even throughout life, man. Like, yeah. um, you know, and I, li I like to correlate it. I was talking to somebody um, and even you can correlate it with, with, with stocks. It's like, yeah. you know, like LeBron gonna go out there and get, he can get 50. But for the most part, the next game, he might go back to his average 27, 26, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And you just, with life, with, like I said, with stocks, with with nature, everything, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's always a, a restart, a rebirth, yeah. a change. Um, and I think, you know, like you said, staying, staying grounded, staying level-headed throughout that, throughout those times where you are really low and when you're, when you're, when you're having your high, it's like, Okay, not being humble, but just like understanding that like, okay, like I'm here now, but things could be different yeah. and it will be different. I'll learn from it. Um, so last question, what is, what is something that, like if you had the opportunity to tell your younger self, give your younger self advice, you know, young 10, 11, 12 in med, what would you, uh, what would you tell them? Um, I would say, um, uh, I had to give myself advice. Yeah. I would just say, be you, mm. to be honest. Mm. Be you. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of situations that kind of want you to change to fit the narrative of others mm -hmm. and what others would like you to do and be. But staying true to you is, I think, the biggest thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you're a worker, you're gonna work. You know what I'm saying? You don't gotta change or try to be something that everybody else likes or want at the moment. Mm -hmm. I would say that. Um, and I would just say to battle through the ups and downs, that's life. You know, everybody has their own story. Mm -hmm. and nobody's story is perfect. And right. everybody's on their own time, I would say. Like, you can sit here and I can be on IG looking at highlights. Like, man, you know, I was playing with all those guys in all the camps. Like, I feel like I deserve to be there. Mm -hmm. And now I'm mad. Well, no, because that's their own time. Like, mm -hmm. if my time wants me to be there, then I'll be there. Mm -hmm. So I'm just gonna keep working. And when my you know, time is called, you know, I'll just make sure I'm ready instead of trying to get ready when my time is called. Mm -hmm. Just already be prepared. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what I would say. Just be myself mm. and yeah. focus on me. Yeah. No, that's a great point, man. Some great advice. I think, I think it's tough to like. Again, I think social media plays. You know, obviously there's positives with social media, but that's one thing. Social media plays like a negative part. There's a there's this quote is like uh, comparison is the thief thief of joy. 
um, you know, just because when obviously you compare yourself, like you said, you could compare yourself to a dude you played at the KD camp with, and he's in the league or whatever. Um, and you know, that's I think that's natural. You yeah. know what I'm saying it's natural, like a human tendency is to do that. Um, so even for myself, is I do that too, but it's like, you know, but then not getting wrapped up into it. Yeah. Know, just be like my story is my story, my journey is my journey. Yeah. Um, and then just just loving your journey. Like you, you said, you'd be saying that like, yeah. you know, dudes come out here that were borderline NBA or in the NBA or whatever, and then they don't be posting nothing just because yeah. they feel like some type of way that they need to be here. And if they post that they over here in, in Europe, that it's like they're a failure. But it's like, nah, like we was together in Lublin and you was just like, uh, I forget what you said, but you was just saying, um, like I'm a I'm a I'm a post that like I'm out here like yeah. and I'm having fun like I'm gonna still do I'm gonna still do me and like I was yeah. like man that's that's huge because like even at a young age like that's that's a hard concept to really understand yeah you know what I'm saying because all your peers everybody okay I want to see a man in the NBA whatever whatever yeah. um, but like not having that like fear inside yeah. yourself is like is huge and it's so steps. even 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 I learned from from when you said that. Um, that's why that's why it stood out to me, but uh, yeah, steps, man, steps. Yeah, steps. Yeah, I had sure. saw this uh, picture with this quote the other day, and it was like a dude digging uh, for mm -hmm. a diamond. It was two dudes digging for a diamond, mm -hmm. and one dude found his diamond like way before, like maybe like two digs in. Mm -hmm. So the dude digging next to him was like maybe like two three yards deeper, and mm -hmm. he was looking like. Man, like he looking at his thing, like he hit a diamond that early, like right. maybe it's more diamonds than his, but he ain't really just because he's five yards deeper and his own, he got the biggest, he got a way bigger diamond than mm. he do, and he only got to go two more feet, but he started digging in the other dude's mm. yard because he thinking, wow, he found his diamond early, maybe I can just finish his tunnel and I find a diamond mm. instead of just digging my own thing. So it's like, man, just focus on your own shit. Yeah. Like, a lot of people going to get to a lot of things faster, and a lot of things people going to get to things slower. And maybe God didn't want me to have that because maybe I, I wouldn't know how to cherish it. Right. So once I get it, I know, like, I did this work to get here, and then, like, now I can, you know what I'm saying, have a bigger grasp on it. I love it more right. than to be handed to it. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. Because I'd be thinking that, too. Like, why couldn't I? Why wasn't I in the in the league or like if I was in college now? Because I averaged about like 22 in college my senior year. Yeah. So it's like in dudes now, if you average 22, like you gonna yeah. hella highlights. Yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah, I'll be thinking of that stuff too. But it's like, nah, man. Like my journey is my journey is is different. You know, I've, I've been able to find find joy in my journey and, and, yeah. just, and just love it. Yeah, different man. You've yeah. seen a lot of different things. Sure. Experience a lot. So. You could be at the crib right now. Yeah, so. yeah, definitely, definitely, <laughs> definitely. So definitely, just gotta make the best of it for sure. But uh, but all right, man. <clears throat> I appreciate you coming on, bro. I know it's been you've been up here for maybe about like hour and thirty, hour and forty-five. No, most definitely. But uh, not. definitely good combos, I'm sure. <clears throat> oh yeah, I'm sure people would tap in definitely at least from <clears throat> my community. Um, for sure. And uh, yeah, bro, appreciate you, man. Oh, no problem, man. Definitely. Make sure y'all tune in to that. For sure, for sure.